Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Oh. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here in the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 930 and online pr927fm.com you can watch the show and chime in on facebook live and on youtube like the pirate radio page on facebook watch us there also subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and you can watch the program and uh, give us your thoughts right there we'll be monitoring that as we go along on this monday a lot of baseball to get to we'll talk to east carolina players cj mayhew Ryder giles bryson whirl and zach agnos coming off a winning weekend of pirate baseball also double b brian bailey joins us coming up later on on today's program got troy d here in the pirate radio studios hello troy hello clip good to see you man yeah and uh good to have coach joe dooley in studio with us today unfortunately under some tough circumstances and coach first of all uh you know, I've known you a long time. We've been friends going back to the 90s with your first stint. It's great to have you back in Greenville. And uh, let me just say I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry the way this has uh, ended the second time. And, and how are you doing right now? Oh, we're good. I mean, this is not a, you know, I'm not a, I've done this. I've, I've been in this profession for a while and you've seen it. And this is not a feel sorry for me. I mean, I, you know, we, we were we were volunteers to come back. We weren't hostages. And uh Uh, It's disappointing, but, you know, that's part of the business. It is, and it's always tough uh, when it comes to an end like this. And it it was unexpected for a lot of fans. Uh, was it unexpected for you? No, we, we, we I had been expected it for a while. So I mean, it's it, I think it gave me a little bit of peace, and I, I was you know understanding, and it's part of the business. And uh, the, the big thing is really you know figuring out what you want to do next, which we have some ideas, and uh, you know remembering it was you know we chose to be here, and, and I wanted to, to get this thing. We didn't get it where I wanted to get as quickly as I wanted to get, and uh, you learn some things. And obviously, we didn't do everything right, but uh, thing, things happen. Joe Dooley joining us live in studio. He was uh, formerly ECU's basketball coach, was relieved of his duties this past Friday. Coach, uh, speaking of the future, what does the future hold for you? I know you've got incredible connections in the basketball world, highly thought of in the basketball world. I talked to a lot of people in that world, and uh, they rave about Joe Dooley. What does Joe Dooley do next? I'm going to coach. I mean, I, I've got some opportunities, I think. Um, you know, I, I think I'd like to stick with college. I've got a few things that. I've always dabbled and stayed in touch with NBA people because I've that's always intrigued me. But I don't think at this point in my career I'd like to uh, be in player personnel. I'd probably prefer to stay coaching. I like being on the floor. I like being around the players. Uh, I, I like the, the tradition of college basketball. I like being the at, in the atmosphere, and uh, that that's what I'm probably probably trying on. I plan on trying to do. You said you, you thought you might have felt this coming for a while. I know the national writers when they talked about the the coaching change at East Carolina, a lot of them, Matt Norlander said, "No surprise," or "We've been hearing about this." So, what was that like for you? I mean, it doesn't seem like you changed how you worked or how you practiced. So, was it awkward at all 
thinking this might be the end, but you still have more yeah, season going for a while. I mean, I, this wasn't. I mean, you know, we're not going to a postseason. I mean, we could have gotten to the CBI or CIT, yeah. and you know that you can't. And and you know, I get that. And they, you know, you could have still fired me and let the kids play. Um, that that's the type of thing to get some momentum for the program and. You know, you look around, and you know, I, I looked at some of the football teams' records that played in bowl games. I mean, you know, you know, Florida was two and six, and they played in the bowl. We were we were you know fifteen and fifteen, and you know, could have got a couple of home games. And you know, if you, you could make the change and let the kids play, I would have been fine. Or if you wanted to coach, I would have coached the team for the, through the through the tournament. So you can you can do that. There's there's numerous things that I can you know look at, and I know. Uh, people in the building could substantiate that we, you know, I knew it was coming. I told my wife a while ago, and you know, businesses make changes. That's part of it. You got to be an adult, grow up, and, and move on down the road. And that's what we'll do. Coach, you had a year remaining on your current contract, so you'll be paid out for that. Um, when the season came to an end, was there an opportunity? Was there a chance to talk about, hey, what the future holds, or what you would have wanted? Like, it, what in a perfect scenario? And uh, there wasn't a decision made, but there was a conversation. What would you have asked for? Well, I, I think the biggest thing was we, you know, we had the, the everybody knows and don't, no one knows the reality of the co the the APR year. I mean, our first year we couldn't make any roster moves. We were on the verge of essentially talking. I talked with Rafael Chilios, who was with us, and we were on the verge of getting a death penalty with an APR year. So the first year we couldn't maneuver our roster, and going to the second we had to overhaul it because we needed an upgrade. And you know, last year we missed thirteen games. I mean, I don't know how you judge anybody on a season last year when you when. Um, you know, we, we joked as coaches, all the players got three years, but none of the coaches did. And that's, that's a business decision, which is fine. But, you know, when you're not there, I mean, I've got losses on my record. I wasn't even at the game. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I thought anything would, you know, from a, you know, it's hard to go into a year with one year remaining. We all know that that's not very feasible. Uh, but of the, of the two, you know, we got really essentially got a two year tryout. I mean, you can't count the first one. And you couldn't count the COVID year. So I think anything other, other than a year would have been more than fair. But like I said, it's, it's business. That that's what happens when you want to go in a different direction. You do. What do you think happens to the players that you've recruited that are here now? Will, will they in this day and age, the transfer portal is always an issue, even under good circumstances. Now, this is some tough transitional times for East Carolina basketball. What what happens to those guys? You well, think? the guys, I told them if you like going to school, which I think guys do stay. I mean, I think it's it, it don't do things, and uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is you know, I think they've got a good. Uh, base of players coming if they get the whole team back I think they've got a good nucleus and you add a piece or two which we were going to have to do I thought we already had a, a good we at least had one guy that we were going to get that I thought could really help us but if you can kick, keep that you know that foundation together uh, I think you can have a good year I think we you know we, we obviously were better this year than we've been uh, a lot of close games which we lost which is part of it but I mean it's the first time in X amount of years we weren't under 500 which I thought was progress in the right direction once again talking to Joe Dooley former ECU basketball coach still sounds weird to say uh for ecu basketball joe um you know whether people love you or not and a lot of people do love you by the way uh you have an understanding of ecu basketball from a perspective that really no one else has that you've been here uh twice now as a stint as a head coach uh in different decades you understand this program you understand this community from your perspective, which is very interesting, because I said it, there's no more one on the inside than you with ECU basketball. What are the missing pieces to this program to turn it around? What can be done to turn it around, and can it be turned around? It, it can be turned around, but it's going to take time. And I, you know, I don't care who you hire, unless you know people have hit lightning in the bottle. But you look at the history of the program; the last 13 coaches have left with losing records, and their tenure's been 3.9 years. So those aren't opinions; those are stats, and 
Um, you know, I think you have to, you know, everybody says, well, get good and then we'll invest. You have to invest and then you get good. I mean, everybody, you have to spend money to make money. And uh, does that mean you have to be at the top half of the league in the budget? Or I mean, the, you know, the cost of living here is different. There's some different, some advantages you also have here. But I, I think you have to have everything going right. When you, I mean, 3.9, when you keep recycling, guys, it's, I mean, is there ever going to be any stability? And I think that's one of the concerns people have about taking the job or looking at the job. Um, why have all the coaches left with losing records? And I, I do think that you can win here, but it's not going to—it's not going to be a two or three-year turnaround. Hopefully, someone can you know hit lightning in a bottle, but you can't expect that. You're, you're hoping for it, but th- those are things that happen. I know there's been an effort to improve facilities over the time. There was the for the longest time when you were here the first time, there was no practice facility uh, for the that's, team. That practice facility is nice. That, that's mean, been built. Yeah. I know recently the some of the locker rooms were upgraded. Mm-hmm. But where are we facility-wise from your perspective? Is, is East Carolina where it needs to be? where if they're going to spend money, where do they need to spend the money to, to elevate this program? We need to fix Minji's. I mean, that's one thing. The practice facility is nice. We were through the generosity of our donors. We were able to renovate the, the, the locker room. Uh, it's still not finished. You know, they still have some things on there they need to finish in the locker room. Um, I mean, we went three years. The first recruit we took in the, into the locker room was in, uh, in August or July of last year. So going into your fourth year is the first year you could take a guy into a locker room. That, that's at a, at a big level, you know, that's not happening at Memphis. That's not happening at Houston. That's not happening at UCF. They need to keep upgrading the facilities. That, that would really help the next coach. It'll, and most importantly, it'll help the kids. I mean, that's, you know, never talks about, the, the, you know, what's best. And, and these kids are looking at Instagram. They see what other schools are doing, and they want the same thing. And uh, I think that's more than fair to them because they have, to, they have self-importance. They have, you know, they, they want the best for themselves, and they deserve it. A lot of times, Coach, I've been here a long, long time, 30-plus years, and uh, I've seen a lot of coaches come and go. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes when more often than not, when a coach leaves either on his own or unexpectedly gets fired, they don't get to say goodbye in the way they'd want to. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a unique situation. Even us talking to you today, it doesn't happen that often uh, after circumstances like this. What is your message to the Pirate fans? What is the message to the Pirate Nation that you want folks to know from you personally? No, we appreciate the time here. I mean, I, like I said to you, you know, when we talked the other day, uh, we volunteered to come back here. Uh, you know, it didn't work out the way we wanted. I, I did think we were going in the right direction. Uh, there's no bitter feelings. I mean, I'm, I'm not the type of person that wants bad things. You know, I was able to talk to the kids. They, you know, they walked out of a meeting. We were able to see each other. Uh, I think they were very surprised. But I think the, the biggest thing is it's a good community, really good people. Um, you know, get out and support the Pirates. But, you know, be lo- you got loyal fans. And, you know, it's going to take time. you got to understand it's going to take time. And, you could, you know, it's proven. Clip. Yeah, I mean, the, the question about can ECU succeed in basketball is, is still the thing that, that, you know, I think about no matter who's here. And, I mean, you've talked about, you know, we can't compare it to Kansas, obviously, but Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, you had some some good seasons there. We saw them go to the tournament uh, previously. But, like, what what's, what's different there than here? And, and, you know, is it any better there than, than here? How do those compare? Well, I, I think that the infrastructure, I, I think when you think about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this in a positive way, a lot of the problems we inherited, the next guy won't have to take care of. Uh, he doesn't have to deal with APR, which no one knew about, including me. And if I knew about the APR situation, I wouldn't have taken the job. Co- Coach, and let me stop you before you finish this answer, because a lot of people hear APR, they don't know what that means. Um, some people do, but explain for folks listening, when you say APR, and it was so bad that East Carolina could have been given the death penalty, what exactly the, the that means to a person that doesn't extreme, but I, the, What it was, we, we got in a letter that APR needs to be over 930 in order for you to 
not lose uh, not lose being able to play in the postseason. And explain what the APR is for folks academic that progress know. report, and uh, it, it's points for retention, graduation. Uh, you leave eligible, you stay eligible. You st- over two point six. So what it does is, if you get under at nine thirty, you're ineligible for the NCAA tournament. Which when in November of my first year, we were informed that that happened. I, I knew about a couple APR points when I got here. We lost a couple guys that. Uh, a couple of grad students that didn't go to class. We had a, one guy that uh, we had, was dismissed by the university. So those were APR points. Uh, for two years, we couldn't take grad students. Like a guy like Vance Jackson, our first two years, we couldn't take because we couldn't afford to lose the grad point, uh, the APR point, because uh, those guy, grad guys don't go to school a second semester anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. So I, I think the APR deal was, was a big deal because that was two years where we couldn't take particular people, which is right. part of it. Um, and, and you know, the, you look at the facilities. We had to get the locker room done, uh, which, through the generosity of donors, was is, is, is almost done. Uh, those are all things that, when you look back, the, the academic part. You know, we, then that being said, we flipped it. Uh, we've had a thousand back-to-back years in the APR. Uh, every senior that we've had has graduated. Uh, the, the seniors of this year's team, Tremont Robinson, will graduate. Luigi's already in grad school. Uh, so I, I think, from the, the academic standpoint, those people, like Jennifer Bonner and. Uh, Nate Clark and all those guys that were that were in the bunkers, they did an unbelievable job helping us with our guys. So what I hear you saying is, hey, look, I've left this place better than where I found it. Oh, there's no doubt. And I'm, I'm not saying that arrogantly. We did. I mean, you look at the APR, you look at the facilities. Uh, I think the character of our guys, now are they perfect? No. Uh, but, you know, we, we left a good foundation. Um, you know, Winston Tabs sitting out. I mean, you, you know, you've got some, you look at the backcourt, you lose J.J. Miles and Vance. So you plug one guy in for Vance. You add Winston, and uh, you know you got a shot. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like you you spent too much time having to lay a foundation than actually building the walls and the roof. Like well, that's it, where the difference comes in from Florida Gold. The, the foundation for them to win was already there, right? And that's that's part of it. I mean, we went to KU. I mean, you know, you're looking. They've gone a 30 straight NCAA tournament. We, you know, you walk into a situation uh, where the foundation was there, and that, that you know, Dave and I talked about a number of problems that, that we had when we when Dave hired me. Uh, I think we've addressed a lot of them. Uh, you know, some of them uh, are, still aren't fixed. That's 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 you know that's an ongoing process. Uh, did we do everything perfectly? Far from it. Uh, there's things you always wish you could have back. But I know the foundation that the infrastructure when you go to a place is usually in place. There was no infrastructure. There's going to be a new coach hired uh, if you, and, and this may be weird to say, but if you came across this guy and he wanted to reach out to you and said, "Joe, tell me one thing I need to know about East Carolina," what would you tell him? It's going to take time. I mean, and they got to give you time. And that's that's that might sound like coach speak. And I'm at the point in my career, you know, you try, you don't root against people. It's too, you know, life's too short. You, you hope people get are successful. They got families. They got they got wives. They got kids. So to do something like that, I don't, you know, uh, I would say that you know you're going to have to get in the community. You're going to have to get, uh, you know, the support. I mean, you got to have, you know, in, internally, you got to have it from the administration. It, coaches don't win championships. Everybody says that. Every coach knows that administrations win championships. It's not the coach. The, the, it's either done by them or it's undone by them. That's that's the reality. But we all we all know that as coaches. And you, you talked about family. I want to congratulate you, your son Max. For folks that don't know, um, you guys have done such a great job. Just a, a wonderful young man. And uh, for folks that don't know, is on uh, headed to West Point and uh, full scholarship there. As I guess you know, it's so it's such an exclusive deal to get in. Um, tell us about Max, how he ended up at West Point, and, and your thoughts on that. Because I figured he'd want to go to uh, you know some big basketball school. He uh, we played Navy my first year, and he came back and said he wanted to go to a service academy. We have no military background, and 
I thought it would be a, uh, you know, a, a two-week uh, deal, and he turned into a mission. He chased it. Uh, unbelievably proud. I mean, it's humbling to, to even say that. You know, I've, a couple people ask me, you know, where's your son going to school? And the reaction you get when you, when you say West Point is, which I've always thought, you know, um, is, is unbelievable. We're really proud of him. Uh, the, the timing is, ends up being good. You know, we won't be here, so he can, you know, we don't have to move him, which is really good. That makes it a lot easier on him. Uh, he'll be reporting to West Point in, in, in June, so he's well up, uh, you know, well on his way to college, and, and uh, it makes it a lot easier for us. How many calls have you gotten since this has happened? What's been the reaction uh, with your colleagues in the basketball world? I mean, I'm surprised, but, uh, you, know, the, you know, I've talked to a lot of the coaches in the league, and uh, I think that they saw the progress we made. Uh, but that being said, there's business decisions to be made. You know, there's, you, know you, you have a, you know, when you're an administrator, you have a personal opportunity to do things and you make decisions and those things are lived with. And, uh, you, you know, as, as coaches, we, we understand that and we move on down the road. You were Bill Self's right-hand man for a long time in Kansas. Great relationship you still mm-hmm. have with him, as I know. Um, any chance that you could put the band back together there just, in Kansas. Uh, we just, you know, I haven't talked to, co- I've talked to coach, but I'm, you know, I'm, they're focused on the postseason. I'll see what, I, there's opportunities. I've had, I've, like I said, I've talked to some people. There's some things I'm intrigued by. Um, and, you know, I, I, I want coach to get in. You know, there are a number of ones that I'd love to see them get to a final four again. He deserves it. He's the best. And uh, we'll see how they go. Coach, you don't seem too bitter about the situation, which is great. I mean, can you watch tournament basketball this oh, week? Yeah, enjoy it. You can. You can do all that. I'm going to give you a stat, and this is a little pat on my own back. I've done this. There's been 33 years since I, that. There's been postseason tournaments. Okay, and in in those 33 years, 22 of them I've been in the postseason. So I'm I'm not a bitter. Pro- I've, I've been fortunate. Now, 10 of those 11 years I wasn't in the tournament. I was here. Yeah. So the math isn't great as you as you do it, but I mean. <laughs> I, I love basketball. Uh, I was proud of, you know, we were here the last time we went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, I've been part of 22 of them. I've coached in every round of the NCAA from the first four to the final, cha- you know, to cha- two championship games. I'm fortunate. I mean, I, you know, being bitter isn't going to help me. It's not going to help, uh, you know, you, you can try to slash and burn people. What's that do? I mean, that doesn't do anything. Uh, you, you know, uh, we love the community. Uh, you know, we've had good friends here. People have been unbelievable to me and my family. So I'm, I'm not a you know, a cut and burn type person. That's not that's not the right thing to do. Joe Dooley, join us in studio. Uh, Joe, I know a lot of people are tuned in right now throughout the Pirate Nation, and uh, a lot of folks sad to uh, see you go. They know the heart. You know, as I said, whether you could make an argument, whatever cases are made, pro or con, well, the one thing you can't argue is your dedication to this team, to this university, and how hard, how much you live and breathe basketball. I've talked with a friend over the weekend. I said, say what you want about Joe Dooley, but man, basketball is this guy's life. Well, I, t- I told two people that i'm very close with that are around the program every day that aren't aren't, weren't on our staff that but they're very i said if you see and and i told them what was going on and and i said you know i'm not going to be here next year and they i said if you see any difference in my behavior or if you see me not coaching as hard then you need to jump my my rear end because that's not fair to the kids and i don't know how not to try hard i mean it is what it is if you don't try hard you, you you set a bad example for your players uh, you, you know, you, you you know that that's not right. So I said, if you see any change in body language, you see anything that you don't look like, I'm I'm in tune. You, you know, you get in touch with me and you make sure you jump me because most important, everybody forgets about the kids. I mean, this isn't about me. It's you know, you're here to serve the players. That's that's what our job is and to help them get better. And it, these things happen. So you know, it's is it is it what I wanted? No, but 
you know move on down the road i was fortunate enough uh, about a month ago i was over there and i popped in uh on a practice and, and you know most fans just see you at the games but uh to see how hard you work at practice was very intriguing because i said it's kind of a little bit behind the curtain mm-hmm. so to speak and uh you're like oh you should have come i didn't want to you know i was just in the corner i was hoping you didn't even see me i didn't even know you saw me over there but uh, i was really impressed with what you guys did. and i've been to uh, fortunate to see this a few times but th- that is really where the seeds are laid uh in practice and how hard you guys worked then well i think it was nice i mean i had some calls with you know people that have done you know been around the program a lot and they said you know if you had been to practice the last two weeks you could never tell them you know never uh told where where we were you know we looked like we were preparing for an NCAA term i thought yeah. the kids attitudes were great and that's a tribute to them we obviously had a rough stretch during the middle of the season uh and these guys you know were we close to you know you know were we were in a little bit of a bind there's no doubt about it and you lose six in a row but i never thought they wavered i never thought they quit uh we could have done some things better as a staff but you know we could have played better in some instances but uh, they never they never quit on each other. And they never quit on the, on the on the on the coaches. And they never quit on the university, which is important. Well, I hate for it to come to an end. As I said, uh, you know, off the record uh, or on the record for folks that don't know, we were friends. So uh, I always hate to see friends lose an opportunity, not just their job here, but leaving Greenville. Uh, yeah, it's a I great community. It, We've enjoyed it, Troy, and, and a lot of good people. But it's it's. You know, we're, when something ends, something starts. And, yeah. And uh, we, we've enjoyed it. We've spent 12 years here. I mean, you know, four years this time and eight years previously. Uh, I think when we left it the last time, it was in better shape. And I think it's in better shape now. And we'll, you know, it, to be better, you know, is not a, is not a good option. One door closes and another door of opportunity opens. Absolutely. And uh, I know a year from now, if we talk again, and uh, you, you might even be in a better situation. But, uh, man, I tell you what, I, I, I hate to lose you as a friend, but hopefully we'll still be able to remain friends. No doubt about it. We'll be at the university. But we'll definitely miss you. And, and I know you've done an incredible job here. And, and really, probably one of the most unique people in the history of ECU basketball. No one from ECU basketball has ever come back and coached twice. So that is a stat that you will have and it will probably never be repeated again in my life. I feel like in Billy Martin, lifetime. you guys are probably too young to remember Billy Martin. <laughs> yeah. He used to, he used well, to coach the Yankees. Yeah, he went four or five times. Steinbrenner I guess, Steinbrenner I guess we should never say times. never because yeah. we do. Steve Shankwater has been here for about five tour duties or six. Yeah. Billy, and Billy, Billy Martin, I think coach, he was the Yankees. Coach Rick Smith came back. And, <laughs> he was with the Yankees about yeah. seven times. He yeah. was Steinbrenner. So never say never. There might be one more tour of duty for Joe down the road, maybe 10 years from now if uh, fate lines up who knows but joe thank you for what you've done for this place and uh the effort you've put into it and the passion that you have and uh, as i said i think I, I speak for the pirate nation i just wanted to say thank you for what you've done and we appreciate the people here i mean I, it's 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 a uh, disappointment like i said but it's, it's business so you to to think negative the people in this community being great to me and my family so to leave with a negative a negative taste is not it's, it's not going to happen i can promise you well, let's stay in touch and uh, look forward to having you on again down the road and, and getting your perspective on uh, some new opportunities that will present themselves for you. And we'll keep track of uh, your future endeavors. And we do wish you all the best. I know you do. Thank you. And I told you, Joe, thanks for joining us Mondays on the show. I appreciate that, taking some of your time. We uh, we enjoyed those interviews this year. So well, I appreciate, appreciate you guys that. reaching out. All right, uh, Shirley, let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll switch gears. We'll talk some Pirate Baseball. Got EC reliever C.J. Mayhew joining us here in just a little bit on the program. That and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you here on a Monday, a Victory Monday edition. East Carolina coming off a winning weekend over St. Mary's. We'll talk about that inside the Players Lounge presented by Delcor. Delcor has been the trusted HVAC uh, and plumbing contractor in eastern north carolina for over five decades when it comes to cooling heating and plumbing repair you can always rely on the service professionals for any size job called delcor today 321-8868 or visit delcorinc.com joining us first today inside the players lounge is pirate reliever cj mayhew cj good to see you again how you doing good how you doing i'm doing great uh you're doing good the stash is doing stellar (laughs) as you're trying to lock down your second straight mustache march championship and uh you're on the right track it, is, it appears Nah, yeah it's coming in it's, it's coming in better than i thought so <laughs> good deal we'll see and uh cj fresh off a jungle jump last night so after each game the uh the guys in the jungle will holler out your name a few times try to get your attention and uh you were called last night so got to do a jump uh i know you appreciate the fans cj and uh taking that sprint out to left field after a game right no nah, it's always fun uh getting to go out there with pirate nation uh sometimes it takes me a little bit just uh i'm have to make sure you know they're they're saying my name i don't want to run out there and they're saying somebody else's name <laughs> that'd be pretty embarrassing <laughs> but finally you hear the cj and you're like oh yeah, yeah i yeah, guess that's, that's me. me head on out there uh pirates coming off a winning uh weekend over saint mary's doubleheader on sunday i was out there to see you lose the first one uh but maybe that ninth inning gave you a little momentum good uh ninth inning for the pirates got back in it lost six to five but you're able to take uh game two of the series four to three got down in that game cj so good to see you guys come back and uh get that series winning win last night yeah no nah, it's always good to um i mean take a weekend but yeah uh the ninth inning of the first game i think we we came alive um offensively and i think we uh starting out the the second game sunday was a little flat but you know we we stayed in there and um you know i i've i felt like the whole game like we was gonna come back and uh we we did it you knew the bats would come alive all you had to do was keep their bats at bay and after a rough outing from the youngster Jake Hunter, who's looked really good this year so far. Uh, you come in, Garrett Saylor after you, and and just phenomenal numbers. 11 strikeouts for you guys in six and two-thirds innings. But you go extended work yesterday, CJ, three and a third, uh, 57 pitches. So how you feeling on this Monday? <laughs> nah, I feel, uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, not not too bad. Yeah, and, uh, and, and what was working for you yesterday? Great performance for you. Uh, honestly, just, I mean, I, the – I guess you know I was throwing my fastball, and then off of that I was throwing uh, the my curveball decently, and uh, got a couple swings here and there, and so I think that that helped a lot. I guess that, and look, you probably hit well when you were in high school, I would imagine. So you know, is it is is it tougher on the hitter? That's what they say, right? In cold weather, and it's easier on the pitcher. It's probably not easy for either <laughs> one, but is there an advantage when the weather is colder for a pitcher? You think? Uh. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I know, like as a pitcher, when it's cold, it takes a little bit to warm up, and then 
I know I was swinging the bat in high school. You hitting when it's cold, you know, it's never never a fun thing. Hit one off the end and you're oh, you're yeah, hurting, yeah. right? Oh yeah, you'll feel it. Uh, three and a third for you. Three and a third for Garrett Saylor, who had a a great weekend as well as uh, man. Garrett's looked really good since uh, leaving the rotation. Maybe he's found his home in the bullpen with you guys. Yeah, no, nah, he's been outstanding. Uh, G, I mean, G in the the fall was amazing, and then. You know, coming out of the pen these last couple of games, he's basically been unhittable. So, just hopefully he can carry that on, and keep going. When you're playing two like you did yesterday, CJ, is there not a lot of time for Cliff to uh, to get in your ear hole between games? <laughs> What's that talk between uh, a, a loss uh, in game two of the series, game one of the doubleheader, and then coming back and getting that win? What is that? It's a 45 minute window. So, what's that window like for you guys? Uh, I mean, they're they're uh, right after the game, coach will talk and kind of told us what we did or kind of what we did wrong and you know what we need to fix to take the next game and um it was it was uh it was a pretty quick talk from coach and then we kind of ate and relaxed and kind of refocused for the next game cj uh energy is always talked about and and when a team loses it's easy to point out like hey they don't they don't have the right energy today or whatever uh, do you like? Do you feel that in games? Is there something to that where some days you're at the ballpark and you're like, "All right, let's go." You want You want to always have that. Some days you just don't got it. I mean, is that something you can feel? As no, a yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Uh, we talk about it all the time when, you know, if you, you, you can feel it in the dugout. Sometimes the energy is a little down, and uh, I think as as players in the dugout, we have to realize that that the energy is down and do something to to kind of turn it around and. Um, We'll sometimes have like a like a player meeting in the dugout to kind of bring up the energy and put us back on track. CJ Mayhew joining us uh, again. We going into the year, we were trying to figure out who makes up for Francisco and, and Norby in these numbers, and we said there's going to be some guys we don't know about that, that are going to come through. And once again, Jacob Jenkins, coward, Cam Clanch got in the lineup. Uh, he hit a home run in Game Two last night, but man, Jenkins, Jenkins Coward specifically has put together a phenomenal year thus far. And uh, you guys probably saw it; uh, we didn't know about him at all, but he's been great so far this year. Yeah, no, I mean coming in in the fall, uh, I mean just looking at him, he definitely passes the eye test. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's just a competitor. You know, he's one of them guys you want on your team, and. He shows up every day at practice. Uh, I mean, he, and then games, he's showing up and he's aggressive and he's just a good player. CJ, last week, uh, midweek, you kind of had maybe a minor league feel going with the bus ride and like yeah. two games in another state and uh, take on Virginia Tech, lose that one seven to two, but a good bounce back win over Radford. So, what was the travel like uh, for you? You'll be on the road a lot coming up these next uh, five games. So, what was that like for you last midweek? Uh, I mean, it was a. I think the the bus ride we we actually went down the day before to Virginia Tech, so it wasn't as bad. It wasn't it wasn't travel get off play, so we had right. a we had a little time to relax and uh, we took a practice at uh, Virginia on on their field Monday night and then uh, played and then woke up next morning and the bus ride to Radford and got to it. CJ May, you joining us with Pirates back on the road. They got a road series coming up this weekend at College of Charleston, but before that, a date with Old Dominion coming up on Tuesday. As I was looking at the schedule, CJ, I and I was telling you, I was unaware that they were ranked uh, 24th in the nation, and you talked about uh, their record, a really good team. No surprise, every team on the schedule is a really good team. So uh, you'll have another challenge in front of you coming up tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know Old Dominion. I mean, I didn't know their their rank, but. Uh, 
Yeah, they're they're a solid team. We played them last year. They was real solid, and uh, you know, we talk about it a lot. You know, college baseball right now is probably more stacked than it ever has been with the the whole COVID situation. Right. So, I mean, we're going to take it. Like you know, we we really don't focus on the team we're playing. We just try to play our best baseball, and that'll give us the best chance to win. And uh, first time out of the state, I guess, coming up. Only headed to South Carolina. Beautiful Charleston this weekend. But three-game road series. This will be your first true three-game road series of the year. So, you looking forward to that? No, yeah. That's exciting. And obviously, we're in Charleston, so hopefully the weather will be nice. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) uh, I don't know. God would let you see the sights and sounds of the city, or uh, is it all baseball? Uh, We might. I mean, if we're playing good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, get a win on Tuesday. Win on Friday. Maybe you can see the beach or something. I don't know. Uh, Coming up on the weekend uh, cj mayhew joining us cj um legally you, you can't be in our bracket pool now we don't give out money but we do have a prize i believe to uh to bagel man this year yeah nice. winner of our bracket pool. will you fill out a bracket just for fun for the uh, ncaa tournament uh yeah i will i will or do you just fill out mustache march brackets uh yeah <laughs> I, I, I like the mustache march so you got winning it all this year oh mm, that's tough <laughs> How much college basketball do you watch? I, I mean, not much, but I do. I, I will turn it on every once in a while. Uh, What's your favorite sport to watch, like as a as a fan? Uh, I mean, I watch college baseball a lot, so, yeah. and football, college football, but basketball. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm always going to go with probably. Mm, Gonzaga's been looking really good this year. I've, yeah. I've watched a couple of their games. Uh, Virginia Tech surprises me actually right now, so. I honestly they took it to know. Duke the other night. Yeah, they did. And North Carolina. Took it to Duke. Yeah, yeah. It was a good game. So, CJ, it's a, look, I grew up a North Carolina fan. I can admit it. Uh, I went to East Carolina. I dropped all that. I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> but a lot of people grow up, you know, Carolina Duke State fans. Did you have a team growing up? Who was your basketball team? No, uh, it was Carolina. Okay. See, yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But you're over it now, right? Oh, yeah, you're I'm free. over it. Yeah. Yeah, forget those guys. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Gonzaga and uh, Virginia Tech, who just took down – the Blue Bloods in the ACC. Uh, a couple of teams CJ will be watching. College, you say you watch college baseball. Now MLB is back. The Players Association and MLB have agreed, so spring training is on. Actually, there's spring training games beginning Thursday, I believe. So uh, maybe some baseball on TV. But college baseball, at least it feels like, took advantage of that that small absence, and it's out there, especially on social media. And you've got guys like the old pitcher from Virginia, who we, we might have talked oh, about, yeah. the big donkey yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he talks about it all the time. Uh, the Barstool guys talk about it a lot. So it felt like it was getting some attention. I hope that stays, CJ. And now with ESPN+, Plus, you can pretty much watch whatever you want. So it's getting more and more attention, I feel like. Yeah, no, nah, college baseball is definitely uh, getting more attention now than, I mean, I guess in the past few years. I don't know if that's because the MLB or whatever was down, but, I mean, hopefully it stays that way. No doubt. C.J. Mayhew joining us today inside the Pirate Radio studios. C.J., uh, who's your biggest uh, challenge right now as far as the stash goes? Uh, who you got? Probably J.C. or Jake Hunter. Two young guys, right? Two young guys, yeah. They yeah. came on the scene. What if Cliff just recruited them to knock you off? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, those young guys got some stashes on them, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. All right, CJ, thanks for joining us. Good luck this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Oh, yeah, thank you. CJ Mayhew, fresh off a of jungle jump, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk to his teammates. Power hitter Ryder Giles joins us. He got into one. Uh, I'll talk to Bryson Worrell, Zach Agnos as well coming up later on 
On today's edition of Pirate Radio Live, we've got more to go right after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech uh, support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Already back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Um, I feel like I, uh, oh, another double. We got our spins in for the Tilt-A-Whirl when EC was playing Virginia Tech because we were watching that game. I don't think we've done any spins since then, Chandler. So when Bryson World comes in, he's had two doubles and a single since that game. Uh, that's, Three spins. Well, that's five spins. Two doubles and a single. Oh, two doubles. Yeah. So five spins always. It's going to get dizzy in here. So I'll take two or three, and you'll take two or three, and we'll have him uh, actually be the uh, the conductor. Physically spin us. Phys- physically spin us in our chairs. Physical. Physical compete. By the way, you'll hear some of those phrases coming up on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Because ECU spring football. Excitement time. Excitement time. Oh yeah. Excitement time. Violence. Violence. Violence! Save! Save! Thank you, Shirley. Save! I want to shake his hand. <laughs> no. Are you? No, Let's please. Get you pumping. <laughs> All right, that, that's a good Sorry. one to uh, wrap it up on. Let's get the pumping. I sent uh, Bryce Williams a uh, printable bracket, as I told him I would do. Let's see how long this will uh, take. Because I wanted him to go ahead and get get it filling out before he gets here Wednesday. So he wouldn't be here till 10 o'clock and at for night. For some reason, I have a feeling that when he gets here on Wednesday at 5 o'clock, either he won't have but like half of it done or he will not have any of it done. He'll have like some here yeah, and there. Yeah, I was about to ask, what's the over-under on it not being well, completed when he comes in I Wednesday? like Kentucky to win the whole thing, but I haven't filled anything out. Anna's got a friend that went to Kentucky, and she liked it, and... Uh, they still have Jamal Mashburn. Uh, Shirley, give me some uh, some tunes, and let's talk a little NCAA tournament. Okay. Hold on just one second if I can get my mouse. I don't know who here. can say they were. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of talk about snubs. There's been more talk about, like, Iowa and Tennessee maybe being underseeded more so than teams being left out of the tournament. That was a good approach there. My guy's got a makeable birdie to tie for the lead. Who's that? I can't say his name. I don't know how to say his name. Okay. The guy we've been talking about all day. Oh. The la 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 he, la 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 ha, yeah. la 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 By the way, Harold Varner, the third update on the Buccaneer Music Call leaderboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Harold, 
I guess uh, has birdied a couple of holes because surely at last check you told me he was seven under. Seven under. Nice. He is two shots off the lead. We got a group of four right now, nine under par at the players. This is weird talking about golf with this in the background. <laughs> I, know, I started this conversation and went a whole different direction. Um, so Harold is two shots back. And I'm watching the coverage. I hadn't seen him in a while, but if he can keep creeping up, maybe we will see him here uh, playing on uh, down in Florida. All right, hit the music. The Braves get Matt Olson today. Congrats. (laughs) (laughs) A lot going on in the world of sports. A lot of uh, NFL free agency. I guess they're calling this the legal tampering period, which makes no sense. So basically, free agency has begun. You're going to start hearing about the deals. And by the way, Tom Brady is back. Forgot about that. We got a ton of mess. Just, just, just we got a mess, and we, we got to clean it up. We got a mess of stuff, a ton of mess, uh, a lot of, a lot of ish. Uh, biggest news of the day. Let's go to our Havelock Filipino Pittsburgh native C.J. Schaefer and get his thoughts on Mitchell Trubisky. Being the new quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get in here, pal. Bradshaw, Roethlisberger, Cordell Stewart, Trubisky. Nothing screams intimidation to a defense more than playing against Mitchell. Oh, and it is Mitchell. It is not Mitch. Yeah, get it right. It is Mitchell. That's my quarterback. How you feeling? That hurt. That's the first time I've said that. That's my quarterback. That hurt a lot. I was lucky enough to be the one to break the news to CJ today, so that was awesome. Yeah, and I'm mad at you for it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean... So I when I heard the Wentz news at first, I, I was like, no, 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 no. And then now I've, I'm not feeling as bad about it. Do you think as time goes on, you'll feel better about it? I wouldn't say better, but I'll go back to, like, not caring. Um. I mean... I was mad at it at first. I can I can get over it, but he's not gonna like he's not a difference maker or anything. But it could be worse. I'll put it that way. And shame. This sounds bad, but like shame on Pittsburgh for not having a replacement ready for Ben Roethlisberger. I agree. They have had years and years. They tried it with Rudolph. They tried it before that with. And they have an SEC guy in there. Who's the quarterback before Rudolph uh, that they the drafted? Guy from Tennessee. I well, they had Dobbs. I wasn't yeah. even talking about Dobbs. him. They had another guy who I can't even think of. A Landry Jones, uh, Oklahoma, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They tried him. They brought in Haskins. I still think they draft a guy this year. How about you? I would, if they draft a guy, I think one of y'all told me earlier, um, you know, if you draft a guy, you've got Trubisky for two years, and that this uh, two years of Trubisky can kind of be your bridge. So, like, if you draft Malik Willis, well, now you have him sit behind Trubisky for a year or two, and now he's ready. I mean... I don't really know if Trubisky's the guy you want to learn from, but is he ready to groom your next stud quarterback? I don't know. I don't think no, so. No, not at all. But you know, we got to do something. All we right, can't, can't go in there with Mason Rudolph. And this has been our March Madness report on Pirate Radio Live. I want to dive into it, and we will at some point today uh, and this week. By the way, we will not be here Thursday, Friday, because we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA tournament. Wall-to-wall. From noon until after midnight, it's basketball. Thursday, Friday, we'll have it for you Saturday, Sunday as well, right here on Pirate Radio. In fact, we'll start Tuesday night 
with the first four. All right. Um, I don't want to jump right to champions. Let's talk upsets. First round upsets. I'm going to be with the public. Public. And uh, take South Dakota State. I think that's going to be a popular pick as they are. I believe I saw they were the smallest underdog in tournament history for a 13 seed. I think they're like two and a half point dogs to Providence in round one of that matchup. Other upsets, I'm taking both of the play-in winners, the first four winners, to win a game on uh, one Thursday, one Friday. So I'm going to take the Rutgers or Notre Dame winner over Alabama. I'm going to take the other one, which is Wyoming, Indiana, to beat St. Mary's. And history is on my side because it seems like not only these teams win one game or they make a run. And Chandler, you in fact, you have one in particular making a run, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Arkansas, a team. No, that that's not what I'm talking. Stay with me here, Chandler. I feel like you were listening to me. I was. You were at least looking at me. One of the first four teams. Oh. You have not just winning the first round game, but making a run, right, Chandler? The Irish of Notre Dame out of the ACC. Thank going you. Going to the Sweet 16. Thank you. Thank you. Any other first-round upsets? Uh, yeah. I got uh, New Mexico State. Who are they playing? <laughs> my, my bracket's back there. They're in the uh, left upper left corner. Ah, UConn. UConn's big. 12 seed versus a 5 seed. You got to have a 12-5 upset every year, yep. though. And, so. Uh, so that's yours. Who you got winning it all? Uh, I've got Baylor going back-to-back, and they're going to be playing Jay Wright. And Nova. Yeah, I like Nova to get to the Final Four. I love Arizona, but man, if Arizona and Nova play in the Elite Eight, that is uh, that's a fantastic game. But I was starting to mention Arkansas a while ago. It's a team that you've talked about. They're tough as nails, and I've got them going to the Elite Eight. They are only only five point favorites against Vermont, and wow. I'm a little nervous about that one. Yeah, but uh, so I have them going to the Elite Eight. I do have Coach K in his final year. No beating them and nah. going into the final four. Nah, they don't get by Texas Tech. I mean, that's I like that, but I, I, I could just see them making a little run here. No, but no, no please. please. Be quiet. No. Everyone, please be quiet. No. Got some uh, breaking news here, Shirley. Cut the music. Cut it. Cut it. The Toronto Argonauts have just tweeted out, let's work. The body. <laughs> kind of. Basically, is he is he a part of the work the body culture they era? S- they say let's work at K underscore Futrell forty four. Kendall Futrell. Kendall Futrell is a Toronto Argonaut, and as Tom uh, McClellan points out, he is going to join Deshaun Amos there. Sweet. So we talked to Justin Hardy last week, who uh, joined the CFL, and now you've got Kendall Futrell. Man joining the Argonauts. Him and Nate Harvey were a uh, underrated duo. Nate Harvey, one of the most come-out-of-nowhere stories ever. Hargrave military. He was like a fourth-string fullback and turned into ECU's best pass rusher and ended up... What do you have, like 13 and a half sacks? He signed with the Giants and got hurt, right? And was like on pace to like make the 53-man roster. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, that was uh, just a weird... I mean, that was not a good team. But that single season that he had was tremendous. That's crazy. 
All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back expecting the arrival of one Ryder Giles. Should I put on my tattoo sleeve? Sure. I think I'm going to break out a little ink for Ryder. See what he thinks. Okay. He's got some. He got a hold of one over the weekend. Power hitter, slugger Ryder Giles joins us on the other side of this timeout. A lot more of Pirate Radio Live left to go on a Monday. We're back after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back inside the Delcor Players Lounge. And joining us now, East Carolina power hitter, <laughs> Ryder Giles. Last week, I introduced you as ECU shutdown closer yeah. after your role uh, last weekend. Now you're the power hitter, uh, Ryder, with the uh, the dinger over the weekend. So welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I like the I like the sound of that one. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ryder, you inspired me. Um, not only to be a better man and human, uh, okay. but also you got some ink, some tattoo. We talked about your tattoo. Oh. Can you like? Can you show yeah. it real quick? Just Where's like, there we go. yeah. You uh, you inspired me to get a little ink, man. You want to see it? Yeah. Crap. It's uh. it's uh, it's a whole sleeve wow man that yeah what do you think look at the detail on that thing does it work for me how much did that hurt (laughs) oh man i can't even start (laughs) to tell you that was probably a pretty penny wasn't it so tattoo bros huh let's go all right man maybe you can teach me how to uh hit a home run now (sighs) actually this was um so we do these watch alongs we've done it for we did it for the uh super regional last year against um when you guys played vandy Mm -hmm. so we watch the game and kind of react to it and you know people chime in we do basketball watch alongs and we get in our basketball jerseys and um ecu jungle on twitter ecu is winning on thursday ecu jungle on twitter purchased these from amazon because he thought we were going to be on the following day uh-huh. and uh, and wear with our jersey. So I'm trying to pull up a picture, a video of us and uh, what we look like <laughs> in our uniforms. But these are going to look really sweet once we get to break out the tats with the – oh, there's a nice uh, picture of the uh, the tats there. Chandler got some too. So Wow. Yeah, man. We're trying to just be hipper, cooler, you know. I mean, you guys are doing a great job. That, that is awesome. Yeah. So I uh, appreciate you saying that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ryder Giles joining us. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. That's that's an uh, old picture, but we're in our. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. Do you we look, look like we could play? I got the shooting sleeve. You look like a and the headband. Headband. Iverson shooting sleeve. Gosh, you got you guys look like a. You look like real real ballers out there. So there you go. Just one. I, I think I would take you one on one over Chandler. Now you mean? Now what does that mean? 
the way th- you said I th- that. I, th- I think my I think my money would be on you. Oh, okay. Oh, against Chandler, one on one. Yeah. Well, there's a What's video. Here? Wait, so hold me and Clip. Yeah. It, oh man. It, the only chance I have, I think he would is, back you down in the post. I think that's. I think you know what? Just, and now he's an Ag Cox like legend. Yeah, I scored two points in my middle school career. There okay. you go. Right. Jumper on the uh, <laughs> on the elbow, fast break. Um, <laughs> but if the game goes to anything over three, I'm done. I, I don't have the stamina. <laughs> But if we could play like from one to three points, I might have a chance. Okay. Not that Chandler's we in the best shape happen. ever. Yeah. No. We should we should play. I'm like five six years removed from like my athletic career, so yeah, I'm definitely not in the shape I used to. We played horse, and again, we're talking yeah. to the best basketball player on ECU baseball, according to yeah. multiple people, Ryder Giles. Um, I'm definitely not taking on Ryder Giles. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think you guys could get a, a big viewing for that. I think that would be a good uh, marketing thing. Well, once you're done playing, because Cliff won't let you play yeah. on your glassy ankles, yeah, as you true. and him yeah. have called him, I believe. All right, let's talk to the real athlete here. Ryder, uh, coming off a loss in game one of a doubleheader, I talked to CJ about it, only a 45-minute window between mm-hmm. games. So, it, you know, is it – panic time is it all right let's relax what's that 45 minutes like between a loss and getting back at it like you did last night um i i think we kind of used i mean i don't know like when you lose a game and then you go home and you you kind of think about it for a while i think it can be nice whenever you only had the 45 minutes like you said uh you know you don't really have that much time to really think about it you just go out and play the next game and um you know we're i mean we really didn't play too great up until I think like the sixth or seventh, um, but I think I think you can kind of look at it both ways. It can be good um, if you if you kind of just flush it and move on and play the next one, or if you kind of take that first one into the second one, then it can you can you know kind of work against you. Well, winning that first one of the series is always important. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't get swept if that happens, and yep. you can still go for a sweep and win the series. And right. you guys were able to take that one. And uh, that was when you got the party going uh, in the third inning on Friday with that home run. And uh, let's talk about that one, Ryder. So Stephen Igo pointed out that was your third career homer. Mm-hmm. Your the first time you'd homered off a guy not named Takoda Matoxin. Yes. I believe was the, the yep. Memphis pitcher. Yes. So uh, how about that AB and uh, and that swing? What do you uh, remember about it? Um. Well, I mean, I remember the. Uh, the jog around the base is going a lot quicker than, than I had hoped. Um, but uh, no, nah, when I got back... You didn't in, get a chance to really bask in it? I know, it. I, you didn't, to, I yeah. didn't. I mean, I, I, I went back and I watched the video, and I mean, I, I looked like I... I mean, I kind of looked like I knew what I was doing, but I was like, man, I should have slowed down and enjoyed that one a little bit more. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I... Everybody in the dugout was like, man, that was a no-doubter. And I was like, well, I guess I was the only one that had a doubt about it. I <laughs> too many of those. So, um, no, nah, I mean, it felt great. So, And uh, Chandler informs me, I guess you were talking, you had a, uh, a bet with uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward yeah. who was going to hit the first one. Yeah. And you got him by a couple days, I guess. I got him by a couple days, yeah. That would uh, that one, you know, it was probably not the smartest bet at the time <laughs> making that with him. But uh, No, yeah, I mean, no offense to you, Ryder. I don't think yeah. you're going to win many statistical categories because he is lighting it up this year yeah you know and uh power to him he's keep doing it. i'll uh i'll be glad to lose all those to him if, Unf- he, if he keeps it up and unfortunately i think he's got you in the facial hair too yeah he does and he's four years younger than me too so that really hurts <laughs> well cj may said his biggest challengers this year were jacob jenkins coward and jake hunter 
couple of uh, yeah. newcomers to the guys. program. Yeah. So. Well, I tell you, you don't have to worry about Merritt Beaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> call him out. All right. Yeah. Uh, you get six from Cooch on Friday. That's huge. And then on, on Sunday, once again, we saw the starters not get too far into the game. But mm-hmm. how about Mayhew yesterday and, and Garrett Saylor? Man, he's been awesome out of the bullpen. Yeah, they were both uh, – they both uh, really came up big. You know, we, uh, you know, obviously it's not ideal. Um, starter not going – you know five plus um but you know those guys mayhew sailor you know really most of those guys down there i think logish was was ready to go too but um you know those guys want the ball which is which is the biggest thing and um you know they just come in and attack the zone and obviously they did a great job Ryder giles joining us Ryder, game two of the series uh you were pulled barini goes to second agnos to short Mm -hmm. i did see shortly after that i can't remember what happened i I remember seeing you out of the dugout like giving a five to a teammate like Mm -hmm. how important is that to to keep the spirits high (laughs) yeah things like that happen yeah well i mean you know anytime uh you know anytime you come out of the game it's it's obviously you know maybe um you know coach likes like something better match up better and um i think it's something that i kind of learned uh you know early in my career my, my freshman year like late in games he would either put me in um you know for for a defensive change or you know um i remember dusty dusty baker would yep. hit, hit a lot for me late in the games and um you know it's just a strategic matchup and um you know if, if you take it personal you can you know really uh kind of fight the uh the the vibes in the dugout with yeah. the team or you know you can um you know be selfless and uh you know cheer on cheer on your teammate which obviously you know um winning is ultimate goal so that's kind of something that i I learned early in my career and you know anytime that that happens it's it's important not to take it personal and you know be sad puppy dog in the dugout right yeah uh we talked about the vibes with uh cj and and how sometimes your high the the team as a whole is high energy it Mm -hmm. feels like you guys are most of the time yeah do you ever and you want to be consistent every day but sometimes for whatever reason you just don't got it so how do you kind of fight through that and and still provide energy on those days yeah i think it um i mean you know obviously you're not going to have it every day and um i think the earlier you can realize that the the better it is and then you can kind of go from there and um you know maybe uh maybe it's somebody new or you know obviously you know grows uh provides a lot of energy for us and um you know if 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 he's not you you know you can kind of uh talk to your teammates lean on lean on other guys to you know bring it and um you know just pick each other up i know one guy i never want to see again that's nathan chong yeah me either man they he struck out sunday and still got on base i think twice <laughs> i mean that <laughs> at that point i was like all right man the free this guy yeah. i'll just go ahead and put him on first yeah seriously he, uh, uh, but they were a good team uh that they team. Were. and especially i I was in the uh, the nice heated press box on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Look at these California guys can't handle this weather. Look at these fake tough guys without the sleeves under their jerseys." And you know, I ate some some of my words there yeah. uh, because they were uh, they were they were impressive ball team. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, you know they came in and they uh, they wanted to beat us, and that was uh, that was kind of the message. Um, you know, after the game is that you know we've we've got to kind of 
take to other teams what they bring to us you know they they come in ready to go and um you know we've got to do a better job of taking the fight to other teams rather than waiting you know three or four innings to really get it going so that's a good point Ryder. at this point ecu baseball and and you help make it this way you're the hunted not the hunter anymore and you got to have it's hard to have that underdog mentality when everybody's telling you how good you are right so you got to you got to find that yeah absolutely and you you know going into old dominion tomorrow we're we're going to be the underdog so um you know i think you just kind of just kind of you know stick with the guys in your locker room and uh you know just have each other's back and uh you know kind of kind of like i said just take the fight to them rather than uh you know having it brought to you every game a winning week for the Pirates, a winning weekend, and that included a couple of road games where you split Virginia Tech and Radford. And coming up this weekend, uh, your first true three-game road series uh, at College of Charleston. So you're a veteran at the game now. What's the key to uh, to a good road trip? Like, what, what do you? Uh, how do you keep it keep it loose, keep it light, but also focus on the baseball? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's I think you got to kind of find what works for you. You know, some guys on the bus like to, you know, hang out and play some games. Other guys like to, you know, sleep and watch Netflix or whatever. And um, just kind of find what works for you, you know, on the on the bus ride. And then when you get there, it's kind of, um, you know, same same as usual. But uh, what's the first thing you do when you're on a new infield? Do you kind of kick around the grass, the turf, the dirt, yeah. like get a feel for it? Yeah, that uh, that is a big thing. You know, we practice on Thursday night usually at, at the other team's field, and uh, you know, it's a it's more so to kind of like get familiar with the with the field. The foul territory is obviously different at most fields, and so that's a big thing. The lights, all that good stuff. Um, so just kind of getting a feel for it. Yeah, messing around with the dirt. You know, see. Maybe if it's uh, a little choppier, if it's hard, you know. Man, like I, I want to talk to Palumbo about I've interviewed him before. I've never asked him about the art of infield uh, pregame because he is like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, sorry, I did see you uh bobble a backhand yesterday what are you, what are you, about? you did come back and get the next one did i yeah i i, I think i saw that nah, I, I think I was wrong guy but man palumbo it's like you can get mesmerized by it if you're watching from afar uh, yeah but he he's got it down to a science man yeah i remember uh freshman year several times i got yelled at because i was just watching what was going on <laughs> it was just baseball and guys are running around yeah. and like the ball's going through their legs yeah. it's crazy yeah if you uh if you don't pay attention you can catch one in the face too so well here's a dumb question like how much do you guys practice that preseason so you're um, ready for game day to, to yeah take- yeah we kind of we introduce it in the fall and then um when we scrimmage we usually like in the in the fall we'll scrimmage friday saturday sunday we'll do it each friday and then um you know in the the spring when we get back from christmas we'll kind of do it couple more times just to make sure everybody's on the same page i don't know if it leads to wins or losses or whatever but like when it's crisp you're feeling good though right? yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely a good table setter you know you have yeah. a good round of in and out and then you know the last thing you take into a game is is that that positive feeling and um you know when you when <laughs> when you don't have a great round of in and out you can um you know it's important to kind of flip the the mojo from that and right you know clean slate going in hey look everybody does their part uh to to lead the pirates to victory and the marketing side uh eric ward and now casey are making sure the music's playing we had a bad aux cord yesterday Ryder. i don't know if you noticed it the music was kind of cutting in and out yeah 
so uh they, they got that taken care of so hopefully that that helped you guys out yeah well the pitchers the pitchers picked up the slack for us i don't know if you could, <laughs> i don't know if you could hear the pitchers down there oh okay good in the bullpen but they were uh it was a clown show out of them so that was <laughs> that, that was that was a good uh energy source for us there well here's a question too i've seen this what's uh what's the deal with the football tossing uh, and you're not the only team that does it but like before the game yeah. uh bullpen what, what's the uh football throw well uh pitchers are weird and um you know it's wait are you saying that as a shortstop or as a pitcher i'm saying that as an infielder okay yes um you're not one of them uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh no i don't know it's something about there's a whole you have to talk to kuchman about it he's he's big with all that stuff and every like odd thing i ask about it's talk to kuchman like yeah. he he's like the leader of all of it i guess he's like the mayor of greenville <laughs> he is he's been around yeah. he served like three terms already yeah. i want to say i remember the uh <laughs> the game it was uh the maryland game i, I didn't play I, I came in to pitch that game and uh before i was like all right well, I'm, I'm gonna throw with the pitchers so i threw with coach and he was doing all this nonsense what not nonsense to me it was like what are you doing but i was just mocking him everything i did i felt Man, I felt like a weirdo. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If he goes six innings yeah. and does all that, he can do whatever he's he can. He's had, do a, he wants, he's had yeah. a great year. And, uh, you know, you're with him every day last season. It was not the cooch we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to bounce back, to be where he is today, I mean, it says a lot about him and, uh, you know, not throwing in the towel, right? Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he came back hunger this fall. You know, obviously he didn't have the year he wanted to last year. And, um you know i think it just speaks levels to the resiliency of him and um you know he he's kind of you know it's it's obviously the the last go around for him so he uh he kind of took it personal last year and came back with a with a hunger Ryder, uh, you cannot join the Pirate Radio bracket pool because we do have a $50 gift card to bagel man on the line and that yeah. would be illegal for you to eat yeah. and win so yeah. uh but if you were filling out a bracket have you looked at one yet um so my roommate Carter Spivey actually was uh, giving me the rundown of the teams last night. I hadn't seen the bracket, but he gave me the the rundown. Do you watch college basketball? I do. All I right. Do, yes. You got any favorites this year? Um, I've said this all year. I think Purdue is going to win it all. Hmm. They're my uh, two big men. Yeah, two big guys. Ivy, one of the best Ivy. in the country. Um, God, what's the what's that guy's name? The the shooter they got to is lights out. Don't recall off the top of my head. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Sashevich or something like that. Okay, man, he's right. light. He's lights out. So I think, uh, you know, I think if they get hot, oh yeah, gonna be a, I had him beating Iowa yesterday. Yeah, that they're going to be a they're going to be a tough uh, three seed for right. uh, for Baylor. And, the Boilers. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my that's my pick. Ryder Giles special. Uh, he likes the Boilers to uh, make a run to the national championship. Uh, Major League Baseball back Ryder. Some deals already being made today. Looks like mm-hmm. I, I don't know why the Braves can't come to a deal with Freddie Freeman, but yeah. they do bring in Matt Olson from Oakland. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to provide some pop there at first. Uh, how about baseball? Are you, uh, you watch major league baseball? Are you a fan? Yes, absolutely. I uh, do. glad uh, to see it back. Yes. I guess. Yes, definitely. Um, Hoover, he, uh, he's pretty upset. He's kind of, Oh reading, yeah. He's kind of reading through the lines with the, with the Olson deal. He's, he's banking on Freddie being gone. So he, uh, his emotions are in shambles right now. He's a now big Hornets guy, too, right? Big Hornets guy. Yeah, they've been yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah, he uh, his teams are letting him down. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been playing pretty good. He's Maybe he's taking good. the anger yeah. out on the field. 
yeah it definitely seems like it is you know <laughs> all right tough week coming up all on the road uh riders so getting ready for that uh how you feeling about where the team is right now uh th- to this point in the season um you know obviously you know 16 games through you don't plan or um hope to be nine and seven but um you know we uh we had a um a meeting today and it was you know it was kind of talking about like how we can use it as you know a positive and um you know it's just i think it's like a little over a quarter of the season Mm. so we've got about 70 75 percent of the season left so um you know we can uh definitely turn things around and um you know with the the right mindset from from a collective unit uh, we can obviously be very good as as we've seen so far so and uh, we did learn last night from Cliff Goblin uh, that Carson Wisenhunt will not be uh, pitching the remainder of the year. And Carson uh, put out a statement as well. And uh, you guys uh, have his back, I know. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Until the end. But yeah. uh, with that loss, it, it, it next man up type of mentality. You guys have mm-hmm. been able to do that on the pitching side. But, uh, you know, tough to see uh, Wisenhunt not being a part of the team this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's kind of weird not – seeing him uh around all the time anymore but um you know he's uh <laughs> you know he knows how we feel about him and he knows that uh we got his back through it all and um you know hopefully uh, everything works out all right uh today we've talked to east carolina slugger Ryder giles he's been a closer <laughs> he's been the shortstop and now he's uh he's in the power spot for east carolina we'll see him move back up the lineup probably to clean up i would imagine tomorrow yeah i, I would definitely think so three or four <laughs> all right Ryder, thanks for joining us man absolutely appreciate thanks it for having me. bryson world joining us uh, at around 4 30 zach agnos at around five o'clock as we will continue on the players lounge brought to you by delcor uh in fact bryson world is here he owes us some spins on the tilt world So we'll take care of that and talk about East Carolina's winning weekend more when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you just need a property manager for your rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have a real estate question, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a monday inside the players lounge brought to you by delcor joining us east carolina center fielder and leadoff hitter bryson whirl uh joining us once again bryson good to see you man yeah good to see you glad to be back and uh as we've said in the past cliff godwin likes to tinker with the lineup here and there and uh it looks like you might have found a home though at the leadoff spot is that what, how you're feeling right now yeah so far i mean i've liked hitting there so far um it's been a little different because i've never really hit leadoff but i'm getting used to it it's growing on me 
and uh, you're doing quite well there. And a uh, winning weekend for the Pirates as they knock off St. Mary's. As I said to Ryder, we didn't know a lot about them. I, I see their basketball team on TV quite a bit, but never anything about baseball. Uh, but they're they're a good little ball team, and I uh, showed you guys this weekend. Yeah, Coach Gon was talking about their their offensive numbers going in for the weekend. And you could definitely see. I mean, they had like. I think start the weekend they had like four or five guys hitting over 400. I mean they had a guy hitting almost 600. So that Nathan Chong dude, man, he was he was raking <laughs> hitting machine. <laughs> we were joking yesterday in game one, like just put him on, give him the bonds treatment, and uh, two outs, two on. I think he just drilled one into the right center gap. Next time up, he strikes out and still gets on base. Yeah, uh, that's when you know you're feeling yeah, right. hot. <laughs> Bryce the World joining us. Bryce, what was the uh, You've had a favorable, I would say, winter to spring uh, playing-wise outside, but it was got a little cold uh, this weekend. So uh, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, it was definitely a little chilly yesterday. Um, I mean, you got to have kind of have that mindset. Like, you going into it, you know it's going to be cold. Um, you got to prepare for it. But, I mean, I think we did a good job. Um, I think uh, Coach Gowan had our strength coach. <laughs> he had the whole bench running down to the, um, to the fence in between the innings just to keep him warm. So, yeah, that's pretty much all we did. Uh, you lose game one of the doubleheader. You bounce back and get it in game two. How about that last inning uh, in game one, though, Bryson? You guys put something together there and kind of showing, hey, we're, you've had a few games like that this year where you yeah. you come on late. So came up a little short, but it's never over, right? There's no there's no clock in baseball. I always That's hear that right. phrase. Yeah, um, yeah, we were a little little cold, a little quiet coming out to begin. Definitely the first game, and we didn't play really play our brand of baseball. A um, little quiet coming out second game and. Yeah, I think I think that it sparked us when um, J Dub threw that guy out. At the I think it was the top of the seventh. Um, then we kind of we started getting together, we built up some momentum, um, scored some runs, and then Sailor did uh, awesome job on the mound. Yeah, interesting. What can can spark a run like that? It could be a, a, a pitcher coming in, getting out of a jam. It could be you making a diving catch in center. In this case, you talk about uh, Wilcoxon. So it, it it always changes game to game. What can can spark a rally, yeah, right? For sure. Bryson World joining us. Pirates coming off a winning weekend over St. Mary's and nine and seven now, Bryson. And as Ryder said, you want your record to be better than that through sixteen games. But after the uh, the sweep to Bryant, uh, record looking pretty good right now. How are you feeling about a quarter of the way to the year as far as where the team is? Yeah, I think we're definitely trending in the right direction. Um, we were talking today. We're eight and two in our last ten games, but it definitely doesn't feel that way. Um, so, yeah, getting off to a little slow start, but I think, yeah, we're definitely heading in the right direction, and we're starting to put uh, better performances together. Another thing, too, Ryder kind of brought it up, that, that you guys are, are – you like to have that underdog mentality here at East Carolina. We do in every sport. But when you win as much as you guys do in the past, it's kind of hard to have that. And you're the hunted rather than the hunter going into every game. And and Ryder said you guys are trying to kind of get that mindset right. back where we need to be the attacker. Yeah, I mean, when you come out, you're, you're getting everyone's best shot. I mean, you got that target on your back. And if you don't give that team your best shot, then you're probably not going to win the game. Bryson World joining us. Bryson, how many uh, jungle jumps have you done so far this season? I think just one. Oh, just one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we talked to CJ. He got his first one the other day. So uh, nice to hear uh, th- those fans in left field and uh, giving it to the opposing outfielder <laughs> each and every week. You've said in the past you're glad you're on our side. Yeah, I'm definitely glad I'm on the other team. And uh, you'll be facing uh, some road uh, games coming up this week, though. Uh, a trip to Old Dominion. We were talking before we went on the air. 
Bryson, you you know how good they are from last year, and it looks like they have picked up where they left off, right? They're a good team. Yeah, they are. Um, like we said, they hosted a regional last year. They couldn't host at ODU because their stadium wasn't quite big enough. But, yeah, they hosted a regional. They're a good team, and um, we're definitely going to give them all we have. And then a trip down to Charleston uh, to play on the road your first true three-game road series of the year. So uh, well, what's the, the mindset going into a, a three-game road series like that? Um, I think it's player, player baseball. I mean, uh, we know how good we can be if we show up and play the best we can. Um, we're going to go down there, and we're going to get what we have. Talk to the other guys about the quick turnaround, and, and it sounds like Ryder likes it, where you don't have a lot of time to dwell on a loss mm-hmm. when it's a doubleheader. Is that good when there's only uh, 45 minutes and you get right back out there and play again? Uh, I think it can be good and bad. I think um, some guys, maybe if they didn't play the best during the first game, they making they might be able to take that to the next game and it might um, leak out. But we had we had a conversation as a team um, in between the first game and the second game, like, hey, like it's time to turn it on. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna lose this series. We're gonna step up and win the next game. Bryson, uh, some great pitching out of the bullpen once again. First of all, Kuchly great on uh, Friday yeah, as the starter, going extended innings. You didn't get those extended innings Saturday and Sunday, uh, but you did from the relievers, especially on Sunday. CJ and Garrett Saylor, who we've seen uh, start this year for East Carolina, but those guys going six and two thirds combined. I mean, that that's just huge. Yeah, our relief pitching has been big all year. I think um, <clears throat> I think Garrett just got nominated for some kind of player of the uh, player of the week this week. I mean, they went nine innings. Had like 16 or 17 Ks. So, I mean, when you have performances like that coming out of the bullpen, it gives you a lot of confidence that you're going to be in those close games. Yeah, and that's something you hitters can take too, right? Like, hey, we're we're down right now, but we know that our relievers are going to keep us in this game. Yeah, that's definitely a big confidence builder. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, talking to Bryson Whirl, uh, watching the Players' Championship. Shirley, are you following uh, Harold? I'll do a quick update because Chandler, my guy's tied for the lead again. Yes. Oh, that guy's tied for the lead. I can't say his name, but he's up there. What you got um, with Harold? Trump? Harold is holding steady at seven under. He is tied nice. for eighth. And there was a time where we thought, okay, Harold might win this thing. It looks like that time may have passed. But right now, that tied for eighth is huge because if he's in the top 50, uh, he will be playing in the Masters coming up in a few weeks. And uh, that'd be awesome to see. Harold's wearing his. Uh, Sunday purple on a Monday. <laughs> That's always awesome. But how about that, Bryson? As the pirate, you got a guy to represent. Yeah, and I'm not a big golf fan, but I'll watch ECU anything, like yeah, any right. sport or anybody associated with East Carolina. I'll watch it. And when he's out there in the purple, it kind of gives you a sense of pride. Yeah, it does. Are you a uh, golfer? Um, a little bit, yeah. Not as big as Ryder, but yeah, I like to go out there and swing the club sometimes. All right. What's your uh, What's your handicap? I have no clue. <laughs> what's your uh, Do you have a best round score? Uh, probably like a mid 80s could that's you pretty with, good with a few mulligans oh okay <laughs> with a few mulligans a few. you had to throw that that sounds like yeah. my game be honest <laughs> i would imagine as far as you can get a baseball you might be good in the like long drive competition as a uh yeah i can hit them pretty far yeah i would not, imagine not pretty so. straight though yeah Chandler? do you know you, you're a switch hitter i hit hit golf right-handed okay all right that was gonna be my question when did you uh that's a good point chandler when did you start so are you yeah you're right-handed mm-hmm. when did you start hitting left-handed uh, i think when i was around like eight or nine years old like i was just messing with it and then it kind of felt pretty natural because i i kicked my football with a left foot okay and i dribble basketball left-handed like it's my natural hand <laughs> so you just so i'm a little unorthodox ambidextrous or amphibious as the <laughs> yeah. nc state player once said so like going through 
like middle school and high school did you switch it or did you hit yeah i did i wow. started switch hitting in middle school wow that's uh that's pretty impressive bryson world joining us here inside the pirate radio studios bryson uh you're not eligible to be in our bracket pool because we have a gift card to uh bagel, bagel man, man on the line uh-huh. and it's illegal to feed you guys food yeah, yeah thanks to the thing. ncaa that's yeah so you got to starve um but uh are you gonna are you gonna watch the ncaa tournament here's a look at the bracket have um, you looked at it at all yet no i haven't at all i don't think i've ever filled out a oh a really bracket. no i haven't you're just not into college hoops or i mean i like watch it every once in a while i'll probably watch the final four games in a national championship but i don't really okay. follow it that much not into it what are your uh favorite sports to watch as a fan uh probably nfl okay i'm a big panthers fan so that's probably yes uh, sir <laughs> That's my my team. Big Sam Darnold fan? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> hasn't won enough yet. No, he has not. Uh, we need to get Bryson in on a Friday when you guys are complaining about the Panthers. Yeah. Get his thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, tough times uh, there in Carolina. Big news today, though. CJ. Uh, they got the, their quarterback. The Steelers got a quarterback. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Mitchell Trubisky. Really? Signed by the Steelers. Huh. Let's go to our analyst, Bryson Worrell. What do you think? That says like, it all. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> like, Are you yeah. doing this to me on purpose? Kind of like Sam Darnold. He's got he's to prove himself. I just yeah. want to get other people's thoughts, CJ. It's all the same. We don't want this. <laughs> Every thought is the same, no matter who you ask. That is true. What do you want the Panthers to do in the draft, Bryson? What do you guys need? Um, I think we need an O-line. I think we need to get some good O-linemen and then maybe maybe get, get a quarterback that we can develop. All right. Chandler, you want to What, what, what do you think about Deshaun Watson potentially being the Panther? Um... I don't see it happening. Okay. All right. I don't. Well, as long as he doesn't go to the Saints, right? Right. And, and, and goes into the division. Because nope. now yeah. you have Tom Brady back. Yeah, Tom Brady. Remember Brady's on back. Friday, I said if I could bet on what division Deshaun Watson goes to, I would bet on the NFC South because the Panthers need a QB. They don't want to draft within the division. Or Matt trade. Ryan is not getting any oh, younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks would need a QB. Now, this was Friday when I said this. Right. And the Saints need a QB. Well, now the Bucks have filled theirs with Brady back. Yeah, and didn't wasn't the report today, Chandler, that the Watson Panthers. is meeting with Carolina and and New the Saints. Orleans. Yeah, yeah. The, Both the, teams. The, yeah, yeah. The news broke yesterday that uh, the Panthers and the Saints have made an offer for Deshaun yeah. Watson. I didn't see that. So I think he's meeting with those teams with those, both parties today. So we'll see how that works out. We'll see who has the better deal. At yeah. this point, you kind of just want to keep him from the Saints, almost. <laughs> you know, you want him on your team. Yeah, I know. You don't want him there. All right, a little football talk mixed in. And uh, with the NCAA tournament coming up this week, remember we'll have all-day coverage coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the NCAA tournament. All right, Bryson, so uh, we got the Tilt-A-Whirl deal going. Uh I'm the operator um, standing by. So Tuesday you guys were on TV. Wednesday it was like you were playing in the 1940s. We couldn't find you on TV. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was like a little play-by-play. Yeah, so I owe you. We owe you from a double you hit, I believe, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then you had another double and a single. So that's five uh, spins. We we are, we did our spins Tuesday on the show, but Bryson, uh, while you're here, do you mind spinning Chandler and I a couple yeah, times? Yeah, some spins. All right, so we're gonna give Chandler three. So that's gonna be one double and a single, and then I'm gonna take two. So Bryson Whirl. All right, here we go. The namesake of the Tilt-A-Whirl is going to give Chandler a couple spins here, all right? How long you want the spins? Is it average? Average. All right, average, all right. I don't want to get... Oh, yeah. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Alright. Woo! Alright. That Holy was pretty fast. Moly. That was faster than I was anticipating. Jeez. Uh, let me hold on. Faster? No, I'm no, good. No, no, just however you feel. Alright. Ready? I got a little more weight on. Oh boy. You're right. This is uh oh. Alright. Thank you, Bryson. No problem. Wow. I'm glad, honestly, you didn't hit a home run this week. <laughs> Or we'd be struggling in here. All right, we're going to use this timeout to go throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bryson, uh, talk about how the team's feeling right now. How about you uh, on your season thus far? I, I saw your numbers yesterday when I was at the park. You were over 300 at that time, which is a, a nice number to have, right? So, how are you feeling personally with the, the way you're playing? I'm feeling good right now. Um, definitely a better start than I had last year. I think I looked back, and last year, I think starting Friday, I was hitting like 150 at this time last year so i mean anything's better than that but yeah i'm feeling confident didn't have my best day um sunday but um got a lot of games left so hopefully keep it going and and on that note uh josh moylan is out of the gate slow we know how good of a player he is from how he played last year so you know any advice to him or you know what did you do when you were going through that you go through those funks sometimes right i mean you just gotta believe you're a good player i mean i think he believes it but it can be really frustrating when you're not living up to the potential that that you're setting for yourself. So um, you just got to keep at it, keep having that confidence in yourself. Was that? Did you ever struggle with that? Like, why why can't I hit this baseball? I mean, yeah, I think I think just about everyone goes yeah. through those phases. Yeah, well, uh, well, not happening to you this year. You're having a great year, so keep it up, Bryson, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Bryson Whirl, Tilt Whirl, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll take a timeout, come back. We got Zach Agnos joining us at 5 o'clock. Double B, Brian Bailey coming up later on in the 5 o'clock hour as well. More to get to on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. And your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month. Or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. <laughs> CJ got some video of us uh, going for spins. Chandler, you like that? You're having the time of your life. I had a blast, dude. <laughs> you know, they don't call me the content junkie for nothing. <laughs> hey, thanks by the way for giving me the extra spin you got it you know what you deserved it you worked hard i, for I appreciate it. that that was fun and i actually to be honest i did not think he was going to go that hard on the spins yeah i did say average and i i mean i'm sure he could have done faster but i mean that was a, a pretty quick round of three and we told uh bryson <laughs> just please don't get hurt like <laughs> We don't want Cliff Godwin literally strangling us to death because one of his players threw out an arm. But he, he put some effort into well, it. Well, and he also said, if I get injured doing that, then there's something wrong with me. He did, yeah. <laughs> so. Everybody's uh, healthy coming off the uh, the tilt-a-whirl here. What a today. freak accident that would have been. Yeah. 
you know getting hurt oh man i didn't even think about this too baseball players have the most random injuries of all time like there you could i could probably pull up some right now just googling it but uh google it up they always have like the uh off-season injuries like or like i tripped over the remote or i that was one of the um broke his leg jumping in the pool or not even like the rockies uh shortstop before trevor's story i want to say got hurt bringing in like deer meat from his grass talking about troy tulowitzki no no it was uh previous to that i guess it was a while back but um he got hurt he had deer meat in his hands is all i remember weirdest injuries in baseball history jim rome used to always make fun of marty cordova who got injured because he stayed in the tanning bed too long and he was like dude you literally play outside in the sun every day. Every single day. <laughs> really? Why are you in the tanning bed? In the tanning bed. <laughs> Why are you in there? When I think of random sports injuries, I think of, of obviously, Jason Pierre-Paul with yeah. the uh, fireworks. There was a fo- I think there was a football player or a baseball player that was playing with his kids at the pool or something. Got hurt. Um, There, there it was right there. Yeah. Charlie, did you have some... Well, I had a little bit of breaking news. All right, go ahead. Former Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater intends to sign a one-year deal to be the backup quarterback for the Dolphins. Hmm. All right. Hey, look. Congratulations, Shirley. He's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Hey, if if, if Tua gets hurt, he can win you at least four or five games. Yeah. That's more than Tua's been able to win for us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying nice in-show laugh there chandler all right weird sports injury weird is this just baseball yeah number one marty cordova falls asleep in tanning bed he fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> number two ricky henderson gets frostbite in, in august. august how does that ricky ah henderson. fellas another a sleeping injury fell asleep with an ice pack on his foot which gave him frostbite Jeez. matt kane injures himself making a sandwich Kane was making a ham and cheese uh, in the Giants team kitchen, dropped the knife, tried to catch it, cut his finger. Anytime you drop a knife, anything you, you drop something. Don't reach for it. If you drop something sharp or heavy, I immediately throw the feet back, you know. Feet back. Get out the way. Get out the way. All right, ludicrous said. Will Smith tore his LCL, taking off his shoes. How does that happen? Uh, he was getting ready to shower after a game, was standing on one leg to take the other shoe off. I pulled hard, and it stayed on. My knee just went up, and it popped. Oh, my God. Ouch. Take oh, off yeah. your shoes. This is a famous one. David Price and Joel Zamaya injuring themselves playing video games. They got carpal tunnel syndrome playing too many video games. Trevor Bauer cuts his finger fixing a drone. <laughs> Glenn Allen Hill, I remember. <laughs> Glenn Allen Hill falls through a glass table because he had a nightmare. <laughs> that is terrible. Ex- I mean, imagine explaining these injuries. Ah, Sammy Sosa injured himself after a sneeze. What? Now I love sneezes. See, he Jeff, throws his back out. I, we've had well, this look, I've thrown my back out getting startled by the toaster. So you know, a sneeze is not that big of a deal. That's not that, that Yeah, get you. Uh, the brave little toaster. <laughs> you uh, know when you're not expecting the toast to come up just yet and it 
pops up and it startles you and you pull a muscle cj you were uh before you were a content junkie here we had this discussion i there's almost nothing more in the world i love more than a good sneeze i just love a sneeze now some people are opposed to sneezes how do you feel you gotta let it out it's a and doesn't function. it feel good that's not yeah. my question though. oh oh i thought you were asking is it pleasurable yeah. or or does it not you, no when you feel one coming it you have to sneeze yeah i've had some that sneak up on me but once once i sneeze i'm like oh i'm kind of glad i did that i kind of like the sneezes where there's multiple in a row and yeah. like that third or fourth one it's like oh yeah that train of sneezes but now there there was the other day i sneezed and i don't know what happened but like my shoulders hurt i feel like I, uh, oh my god did you have a sammy sosa moment i think i had a sammy sosa moment man brian roberts gets mad hits himself in the head gets concussion <laughs> hits like punches himself okay now this one this is not a crazy one because this has happened this happened to a braves pitcher last year jason isringhausen breaks his wrist punching a trash can (laughs) but then they add on he also gets tuberculosis oh my wow wait so at the same time Uh, i feel like this is um unrelated Okay, so this was separate incidents. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm assuming that he got it around the time that he broke his wrist, which is like oh my a, god, like a double whammy. Tom Glavin ate bad airplane food, threw up so hard he broke a rib. Jeez. Oh! <laughs> Kevin Mitchell chips his tooth on a microwave donut, and that that donut's way too hard if you are chipping a tooth. Salvador <sighs> Perez tears his MCL carrying his luggage i'm telling you and that, that i remember i remember seeing going he was doing what we just escaped disaster here by the way chandler these baseball players can't do normal tasks without getting hurt bryson world could have got ugly yeah i hope he's he's feeling all right if he gets scratched from the lineup tomorrow well, I, if he would have gotten really hurt bad. are we calling zach womack we're not saying anything oh we're keeping our mouth shut first yeah i'm not delete that video by the way uh brandon morrow takes off his pants hurts his back (laughs) jonathan lucroy brother of of former uh pirate david David, yeah 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 that's right david lucroy um he searches for a sock and ends up with a broken hand i mean that's happened to all of us (laughs) okay he was searching uh, under his bed. His wife moved a piece of luggage that fell on his hand. So they didn't mention the <laughs> wife part. Carlos Correa gets a super intense massage, breaks a rib. Nice. That is an unhappy ending. I was about from. to say that same thing. Jeremy felt It just says everything. He was. He broke everything. He was trying to separate two frozen hamburger patties with a knife. Ended up gashing his hand. <laughs> in 2012 nerve damage he was greeted by his four-year-old son who ran into his arms unfortunately uh has his weight shifted he popped in and sprained his mcl but wait there's more in 2015 he was playing with his kids at a lake slip stepping off an inflatable platform (laughs) (laughs) what is that word sub sub laxidated sub his left knee 
and he said it's an injury he referred to as another standard me injury. Holy cow. That, that is just, guy, that's just bad luck. That guy had a series of unfortunate events. Couple more. Blake Snell moves into a decorated moves a decorative stand into his bathroom, breaks his toe. <laughs> Jonas Cespedes. Oh yeah, this one was famous. Had an encounter with a wild boar, fractures his ankle. They're calling it an encounter, huh? Mad bomb. Oh, this is just dumb. Rents a dirt bike, crashes it, sprains his shoulder. That's oh, that's well, the North that's Carolina it. in him. Yeah, that's Mountain Boy. That is total North Carolina behavior. And he's a big tough dude, so he probably was able to get over it. All right, uh, I love weird baseball injuries, so that was good. And there goes his shoulder right there. Uh, quick oh, Harold Varner update. Have one of the third. Uh, he has birdied the 15th hole. He is now eight under, but still five shots off the lead. Yeah, Cameron Smith about uh, yeah. to run away with it. Yeah. But that's but awesome. He is tied for sixth place. So we're, we're so far, we're sticking to that top 10 finish. All right. That is, uh, that is excellent. That would definitely put him in a very safe spot to be top 50 in the world golf rankings. Yeah, Cameron Smith up two now. Uh, at 13 under, Harold Varner. What'd you say? Minus eight. He's eight under. Man, great, uh, great turnaround because he earlier today had several putts where he would have been in the lead by three or four strokes if he'd have made them. Um, and instead of letting it go south, he has really picked it up here. Uh, this uh, back nine. Yeah, he's had plenty of birdie ops and has missed out on some of those opportunities, a lot of those opportunities, but he's actually got opportunities. But he also had a tough shot earlier today where he had a great um, shot to the green, and uh, unfortunately he got it right there at the hill, um, and it rolled all the way down the hill off the green, and he chips it in about, or excuse me, he chips it what within one foot of the of the hole and is able to save for par. So those are some things. That's some positive highlights of Harold Varner, which is scratching and making the best out of some uh, missed opportunities. Opportunities. You Opportunity. said it at least five times during that. That was pretty impressive. Ah, uh, yes, my best, Mike Houston. We'll take a timeout, come back, and talk to Zach Agnos. He is expected to join us at 5 o'clock. Double B coming up in Hour 3. A giveaway. A ton more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, St. Patrick's Day is coming up uh, on Thursday and there's no better way to celebrate than with your friends at Christie's Europub. On Thursday, Christie's Europub on Jarvis Street in Greenville will have a full day of fun starting at noon. And as always, Christie's will have some awesome food and drinks for you to enjoy, along with live music from the Still Shakers. For more information, check out Christie's Europub on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Delcor. And, uh, boy, we've had a fun time today talking to 
Bryson Worrell, Ryder Giles, also CJ Mayhew, and now Zach Agnos joins us inside the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor. Call Delcor today, 321 8868. Visit online, delcorinc.com. Troy D also alongside in the Players Lounge. Welcome Good to back, be back Troy. with you guys. And yeah. uh, Zach, while you're here, not to you know start on negative news, but it is a story and it's finally out there. Unfortunate news about Carson Wisenhunt. Uh, what was the team now that it's out and uh, Carson's responded to it too? What's the team reaction to everything? We're just trying to be there for Carson. Um, because he still is a teammate to us, and he's been a good kid, so we're just trying to be there for him um, with unfortunate news. We all love Carson, and, um, you know, he's just a good kid. You can't – I mean, no sugarcoating. Like, he's, you can't beat him. He's a class act, and uh, he's one of my favorite people, so we're just going to be there for him. And for folks that, that haven't heard, you know, unfortunately the suspension is now for the full season. Uh, Carson released an official statement exclusively through us at Pirate Radio. You can go on our social media and read it. And a couple news and notes out of that. Carson saying that, yeah, I took a substance that I bought at a local nutrition store at one of the national chains. Uh, It wasn't trying to do anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And as you know, there's so many different things and so many different substances and drinks. You got to be so careful. In the NCAA and different folks that test, sometimes you never know what could pop on a test. But uh, it wasn't something intentional. And that he did plan, and he does plan to hopefully come back next right. year to be a ECU Pirate. So I thought that was newsworthy. Yeah, worked, uh, yeah. Hopefully he does come back, and because he's a uh, like a, he, he's worked his tail off, and um, we definitely need him next year because he's just such an elite arm. Um, but no, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's uh, that's big news to have him back next year. So we're excited for that. And not the first time we've heard about this happening with the player. And Zach, you've been in this program. You've played summer ball uh, all different levels and things like that and you're always working out right trying to get in shape so have you ever had something where you've called the trainer the coach and been like hey i heard about this one of my summer teammates was telling me about like has that ever happened with you uh not really honestly i don't really take a lot of supplements um maybe some protein powder protein shakes um yeah i know pretty simple and if i do i usually ask jake because or my trainer, yeah, uh, because well, the trainer knows, Womack knows everything, but uh, Jake also, Jake knows all the actual nutritious facts about it. Like, <laughs> oh no, you shouldn't be taking that; that's not good. Or, right. Uh, conver- so you have had those types of conversations yeah. before. What can help? What can hurt? All that. Yeah. Uh, what are you taking to get all that facial hair? <laughs> is that uh, actually, something I can okay. take or Troy? Yeah, maybe? no, it, it actually is. I promise you. So we got a uh, nutritionist, uh, Christina. She's awesome, and she gave about. 30 of us or 20 of us her and our strength coach uh dennis wilson gave us collagen and collagen it lose it, it's like a lubricant for your joints supposedly uh, i mean that's what they told me so it's I good for it. your hair too but right? it's also good for your hair yeah. and huh. hair growth in your nails but i yeah. bite my nails too much for them to grow well, so. same wow okay <laughs> i might so look now, into that you guys bite your nails still oh all the time this is just a bad okay. it's, it's just a, a bad habit yeah, yeah. bad habit well, you gotta say like well, that. I used to, I used to not bite my nails. My mom used to say I had really pretty nails, and then I kind of got offended by that because I kind of felt like a like a little. No, and it's oh, something yeah. that you don't notice while you're doing, like during a like a sporting event towards yeah, the end of a game. Out. It's kind of yeah. subconscious. Yeah. yeah, it's past few games. It's not like I need to bite my. Nails. It's just like you don't even realize you've yeah. done it, and then oh gosh, I've done it again. Right. Yeah. Right. Bottom but, of the ninth uh, in game one of the doubleheader yesterday. I was doing a little nail biting. Oh, you guys gosh, about yeah. came back in it. I know. I know. <laughs> the mustache is looking good. It's, it's yeah, looking yeah. better than the beard, actually. Like, well, yeah, I, you know. Got a little bald spot right there. Did you <laughs> shave that? Yeah, I did a little chops action. But okay. I, 
as you know, uh, masks aren't required in class. Right. So I didn't want to look like a fool going into class, so I let it grow out a little bit uh-huh. because teachers still won't come like face-to-face. They're still kind of standing towards the front, so I'm just making sure I didn't look too bad. <laughs> I kind of I like the interesting look for folks that can't see. Yeah. Uh, Zach cha- shaved it below the lip and mm-hmm. all, chin all the way down. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have the mustache and then the the chops, yeah. so to speak. It's an interesting look. Yeah, my, my beard really stops growing past here, so it doesn't yeah. grow much. I'll tell you who can grow a beard in no time. Who? Clip Brock. That, oh, yeah. that yeah. dude can grow facial hair in like a day and But a it's half. like, it's, it's not pretty. It's like kind of spotty, you know? How long have you been working on that? Oh, that's probably like five hours. No. <laughs> like, you shaved this morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I shaved this last it was spent a week. week oh, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, okay. pretty solid though. Yeah. Maybe it's the hair that grows so fast. Because I'll see you'll get a haircut like once a year. And My, like, I do have fat, I have natural uh, collagen. Is that yeah. what you were calling? It? <laughs> you have like a crew cut like in the summer, and then like a couple weeks later, it's like back to like full mullet. Like, it is how did a. You do this? I have uh, werewolves in my. Family, <laughs> yeah, I checked my. Uh, That's pretty impressive. I've been I twenty-three and me. I cut my hair on Christmas. And I'm still waiting for it to grow back. Oh yeah, it's getting there, but yeah. got to have a little flow out of the hat, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. It's there a baseball you know. thing, definitely, yeah. definitely. All right, Zach Agnos joining us, coming off a winning weekend, and I'll say the same. I said to those other guy, uh, the other guys that came in, same areas had a good team. Totally. I mean, I watch them play basketball. They're in Gonzaga's uh, conference, yep. so I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah, I've never heard of the baseball team. They were they were good, Zach. Yeah, I mean, they had a good start. I think when they came in, they only had one loss. Um, they're just like a very fundamentally sound team. Like they did all the right things. They got their bunts down. They played solid defense. Their pitchers executed pitches well. Their hitters were grinders, and I mean, it, it was a fun weekend. And like we've talked about, our schedule it's just so fun getting exposed to these really good teams this early in the season. And I would say East Carolina is a fundamentally sound team, but you have the running errors, every base running errors, things like that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, when those things pop up, is it like uh, you know what, what are we doing here? Is it maybe being too aggressive? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, well. So they brought the lefty, and I was on third base, and he's he was a freshman. And usually, like freshmen, when they're in the games, like they kind of get worked up early in the season. Especially, you know, we're a pretty good program. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm finally getting a good opportunity against a really good team." And Coach Gowan was like, "Hey, uh, like fake break to home, act like you're stealing home." And me, I didn't I didn't realize that I was so far down the line. So I took a few hard steps, and then I turned to go back, and he, the pitcher reacted the most calm I've ever seen anybody react. Just casually stepped off, turned his head, looked at me, just flipped the ball to third, and I started running back. And I realized, I was like, dude, I'm like halfway down the line right now. And then Coach Gowan just, I mean, you can literally see, if you go back to the video, Coach Gowan like grabs me under my arms and picks me up. He's like, hey, that's on me. Go play defense. I was like, all right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. Uh, honestly, I was not even thinking of that when I brought up the question. Oh, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, and those things happen in a baseball game, but you make yeah. up for it with good play. And you guys made up for a loss yesterday, Zach, by coming back and winning game two of the doubleheader. And uh, led by the reliever, C.J. Mayhew yeah. and Garrett Saylor. Uh, phenomenal job by those guys. Hey, they're incredible. And every time they come on the mound, I just said, keep us here. We're going to win the game. Keep us here. We're going to win the game. Keep us here. Keep yeah. us here. And they did that. Saylor, I don't know how Saylor's arm's still on right now. He threw three, was it three innings on Friday? And then threw in the first game, and then threw three more yesterday. I was like, "Whoo!" I, mean, I know my arm wouldn't be feeling as good as his does, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was actually really incredible watching them, and it's awesome to know that we. Uh, anytime they come in, they're reliable as always. I mean, I never had a doubt with either of them, but 
it's just solid, man. It's, it was really good and gave our hitters like a little bit of comfort going to the plate, knowing that if we just put up four runs and they get because it was three to one when they put up if we put up one run ahead of them, then we're gonna win the game. A couple of things uh, I forget to ask you about this every week. I'm glad Troy's here too because he knows the uh, the young fella. But you're the only player I don't announce to the plate. You have your own special <laughs> I do. announcer, and yeah. that is Reed Haddock. Uh, and I grew up uh, – I was buddies with Reed's uncle, Blake, who was a good ball player, and his dad, uh, Reed's dad, Trey, also a good ball player. Mm-hmm. But you've uh, developed a relationship with Reed Haddock. He's your favorite pirate. And every time Zach comes to, to the plate, you hear, now batting yeah. for the pirates. Uh, and so how did you uh, develop that relationship with uh, with Reed, the uh, super fan? I mean, he it just uh... – it honestly like spark like we I loved Reed like just like the passion he brings like knew no knows everybody and then I went to I think we went to his brother's little league game and he was all pumped up and I mean I obviously met him the COVID year but it was short span yeah. um but it's just his energy like he's always positive like he, I mean he'll keep it real with me like he'll be like you need to stop striking out and hit a home run or he, so I'm like I'm like you know I appreciate that Reed. Um, but last year, I, last year I actually didn't know it. But when I first walked up to the plate, I heard him announcing me, and I was like, I didn't know anything about it. Oh, okay. And then this year, I walked up to him. I said, Reed, you want me to do? You want to announce me again this year? He's like, Yes. <laughs> and you know, I have to, I have to run my walk up song through him. Oh, really? Yeah. You always have cool walk up songs. Yeah, I had to run it through. I had to, walk, I had to run it through Reed just to make sure he, he gave me the thumbs up. But now they're an awesome family. Uh, his brother Joiner's good, and the parents are awesome. People. Well, and, and Reed doesn't miss a game because mm-hmm. um, Joiner was over at our house for the boys' birthday party yesterday, and I thought Reed was going to stop by because usually he likes to hang out with the guys uh-huh. too. And, but no, it, it, Reed, Reed had other plans. He couldn't come. He couldn't even stop by to say hello because he it conflicted with ECU baseball. That's right. He uh, he's like, nope, sorry, I've got I've got plans. And his mom said, no, we we'll drop Joiner off, but Reed's a no go. You know? <laughs> Do you remember Troy? It was this was a live at five. This was before this studio and everything. Mm-hmm. But you you were like, Clip, you got to see this kid. I'm gonna have him on the show. Yeah, we and yeah. get get your baseball questions ready. He'll have the answers. Oh god! Yeah. And he walked in. I was like, Oh, I know the Haddock family, but I didn't know Reed was an ECU encyclopedia. Yeah, oh he knows gosh, all the names, incredible. all the numbers, everything, all the walk up songs. Yeah, yeah. the uh, batting stances. He'll do those. Oh yeah. yeah, I'd say you know Reed is to ECU baseball, and this is for Greenville folks that understand this. What Marvin Jarman is to Rose High School. You yeah, know, as Marvin. far as knowing all the stats, and you could ask Marvin anything about encyclopedia. Yeah. He could re- re- tell you what happened back in the seventies and remember it. That's what Reed is, man. Yeah. It's incredible. He remembers everything. He knows everybody, and he's just loves it. Yeah, and it's awesome. The passion, and he's a, as Zach, as you know, is a huge fan of, of you. You know, yeah, it was pretty cool uh, when I hit the home run against Michigan. Um, his mom actually told me that someone grabbed the ball and ran it and just gave it to him and said, here, you have this. And then he tried to give it to me. I said, absolutely not. You keep that one. Oh, wow. So he's got your home run ball. Oh, yeah, he does. Sweet. He does. So Did he, you know there is a version of your now batting, number 14, Zach Agnos, that says Zach Swagnos? That that there is a version of that uh, that do does not to, play at Clark McClare. We need to bring it out. I mean, I'll <laughs> see. We're saving that for big games. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got enough going on. You got enough right. of an ego. We don't need to put that one on you. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. The Zach Swagnos. All right, my other question. I'm glad I remembered from yesterday. Why uh, no pants pulled up and high socks yesterday? What do you mean? Oh, the first game. Yeah. Because our pinstripes. We don't have high pants for pinstripes. Ah, because we okay. wore pinstripe. No, but the second game I was. I was not there the second yeah, game. Yeah, I noticed that. 
but uh, <laughs> and y'all won. I know, right? Yeah, oh, stay, stay, here. stay here. All right. No, so, uh, so you don't go high socks for pinstripes? Interesting. Because right. we don't we don't have any. There you go. Yeah. So I know it was upsetting, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, asked and answered by Zach Agnes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Road Warriors this week uh, heading on the road against a good old Dominion team. As I said earlier, I didn't know it until I pulled it up with CJ, pulled up the schedule, and it said number 24, yeah. Old Dominion. I was They're surprised ranked. by that, too. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I, that. I did not remember how good they were a year ago. Uh, you remember. Yeah, uh, and then College of Charleston coming up this weekend. So uh, four road games on tap. Wilmington after that, if you want to look at it, five straight yeah. road yeah. games for you, Zach. Yeah. Winning on the road is something that we're going to have to do no matter where we are. Um, you know, it's a good test, especially against those – I get this whole week from Tuesday to Tuesday, three solid opponents. Yeah. And uh, ODU is always fun because they always uh, – they get pretty excited. I know a couple guys on their team, and he's already been texting me saying, like, he's all pumped up for us. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. But, um, no, they're good. ODU's good. Um, you're, you're one and one right now in the state of Virginia. You're stomping grounds after last week. Yeah. You wanted VT? Yeah, I wanted VT. Yeah. Bad. My yeah. uncle my uncle went to Virginia Tech and pitched there. He actually holds a record for most appearances. And uh, he was texting me after the game. I wanted to punch him through my phone, but <laughs> couldn't do that. Um, yeah, I wanted VT bad. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to go uh, get in the win column again in my home state. There you go. Uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, Zach, uh, you're uneligible to be in our Pirate Radio Bracket Challenge because, again, it's illegal to give uh, college players food. You guys have to starve. So you can't win our <laughs> well, no, it's like there's, NCAA is so crazy. Like So, like, if you played a bracket, it's probably some violation of their yeah. gambling deal. But anybody nowadays, hey, you want to uh, pay players and do an NIL deal? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go crazy, yeah. but uh, don't don't dare do a bracket, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> so don't fill it out. Don't get in our pool. Uh, but uh, do you uh, have a champion in mind? Have you looked at it at all? Not really. Do you watch college basketball? Not at all. Oh, really? Um, Not a fan. I'm trying to look for Houston. What seat are they? They're a five, I believe. Five. Taking on uh, UAB. I do remember that. <sighs> It's not looking good. Yeah, Five's a little too. So you're going now. for the conference. You got. Houston. I, I wanted the conference. Obviously, Houston and Memphis are the uh, the two teams. I was watching. I was watching the championship. Wasn't the championship game on right now? Or yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was yesterday. I guess I'm a little behind. I thought it was. You were lot. playing baseball during that <laughs> yeah. game. Probably a replay. Well, I was watching it yeah. today before I came. Oh, I know. it's a replay. Oh, you thought you were watching. <laughs> I've it done that before. Don't feel bad. I've texted somebody. It might have been you. Clip. Did you? I didn't know this game was on, and you're like, "Yeah, it was, it's recorded, Dumbo." Um, <laughs> I'm actually. I'm. I'm going to stick with Auburn because I. You know, I knew they were undefeated for a little bit. Heard they hit a little rough patch. All right, but I think they're going to pull. I got to tell you. And Coach K's uh, little exit hasn't gone as planned, so no, so to speak. No, please, could it, no. Could it be a rebound for Coach K? Is redemption time in the tournament that matters the most after being embarrassed at home against the Tar Heels, after losing to the ACC in the ACC tournament? Could he redeem himself in the NCAA tournament? No. Uh, he there just answered it. it for you. I guess not. No. Sorry, Coach. Uh, <laughs> let's throw Shirley under the bus real quick, just for a second, because we didn't get to No, 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 body. Clip. Let's not do that. Just kidding. I love throwing Shirley under the bus. <laughs> uh, you're talking well, about watching, green light, green light. <laughs> watching old games. So Friday, when stuff's going on, it's a lot of fun, because we're updating ECU baseball. We got ECU softball going on. Already. So on Friday, Shirley is keeping tabs on ECU softball. Uh-huh. We're watching baseball. We're watching conference tournaments. And the Pirates won their first game. It was awesome. It was against Ryder. 
So game two, ECU softball. Mm. Shirley's got a score up of ECU Bryant, and she's looking at the video, and she's like, "Well, why does it still have Ryder on the scoreboard in the video? Like at the game, maybe operations screwed up. Mm-hmm. They forgot to update the score. Could be. They uh, went in my defense. Well, the- oh, let him finish the story. Let him finish the story. In her defense, oh, because he enjoys it when I screw up. In her defense, I want to hear this. Three or four innings went by, Shirley. Yes. And then she finally says, "You know what? I'm watching the game that just finished from the start. She was watching the game, game. that she had watched." Yeah. A few minutes early See, and giving the, score updates yeah, and awesome. doing updates. <laughs> that's kind of a Chandler move right there. I love that. That's awesome. Shirley. Well, the thing was is that I thought the the <laughs> scoreboard <laughs> has malfunctioned in the past. So I, can see that. I thought that the reason why it was still showing Ryder in ECU was because I was like, oh, the board must have messed they up just again. Because it's the name, yeah, because yeah, it has oh. happened in the past where it gets jammed up and you have to shut it down, gotta, start it over. You got to do all a control stuff. alt delete on yeah. the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. bang on it till it works. Get a that kind of thing. But yeah. it was funny when Shirley realized it because we saw it on her face, but she was like, no, because I came human. outside. I, I came mistakes. outside. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's and exactly what I said. I've been giving score updates on a game that was played two hours ago (laughs) and and honestly because i was looking i was like they're supposed to be playing bryant right now i said well let me double check on their twitter page well when i went to ecu softball's twitter page it just so happened like 30 seconds earlier they had posted that someone had hit a home run and that ECU was leading six nothing, and I was like, and "Oh like, no, no, they're not! <laughs> it's six to five. And I looked at, I was so, like, "No, Zach, I it did happens not." To the best it, of us. So yeah. did they did they win it, Shirley? They yes, both? they did. They yeah. won both. A little games. payback Let's on those go. Bryant jerks. That's yeah, right. Seriously, I did see that they're going to the big dance. They are. Oh, they're they playing. Are. They're, the they have the most I, exciting basketball player I, in college basketball. I have never yeah. kiss. I have never even heard of them on, until we pl- that weekend yeah. series. I wasn't familiar with them. I don't remember hearing their name. Like Ooh. I just don't. That's like, not good, Troy, because we played them in a regional. Like I know, and I totally <laughs> forgot. Like that's how irrelevant they were to me then. I just don't remember well, them. They're not irrelevant anymore. No, I, obviously I know who they are now, yeah. but. How about their basketball team? Did they get in some fight off the court too? The fans did. Yeah, the, the fans yeah. did. Yeah, there was but like a huge brawl in that they, game. They do have a guy on that team that is just so excited. Look out for Kiss. Peter Kiss yeah. is the name. He's yeah. a stud. Oh, where's Bill Raftery when you need him? A kiss. It's a kiss, a kiss with a kiss. So, what sport do you watch the most of as a fan, Zach? Nothing. None. Are you are you I mean, all baseball all the time? Yeah, it's usually baseball. Like when we come home from our games on Saturday, CJ will flip on like another college baseball game i'm like oh, yeah cj said he likes to watch college baseball are you I mean, fired up the major league baseball's coming back oh yeah i'm really excited no. i know your brother's gonna be happy about that yeah he is he's real excited but um i mean sports i, I mean i watch them i don't get too like i, I don't watch the nba i just m- my old roommate my freshman year loved it and i was like dude like it was game five of the um who did not the Knights play in the nlds was it the dodgers or is it the NLCS? I always get them confused. A couple of years ago? Yeah, when they like won when the they World won Dodgers, yeah. Yeah, they played the Dodgers, and it's like the top of the ninth. It's like a tie game, and the Nats have bases loaded. And my roommate's like, got the, M- the Lakers game on. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? We got the game <laughs> five of the NLDS on. Um, but, I mean, I like hockey. I like, Watching hockey's fun. Caps. Um, caps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, football. I watch football. Here's so. what for you. You're the youngest guy here, and this is probably a young – although – I, I like these growing up, but Scream has a new movie out. Again? There's a new Scream. Have How you seen Scream? How many times can you remake this thing? I watched it uh, over the weekend. I'm actually 
Uh, is that a scary movie? I'm guessing. Yes. I'm yeah. Petrified a scary. Like, I went and saw. Um, what's the one with uh, Michael Myers? Oh, you're talking uh, about Halloween. Yeah. The one, yeah, yeah, I went and saw that in the fall, and I was. Of course, I have like a window in my shower back in my house, so I'm like, <laughs> I was like scared. Took like. No, I don't want to watch it in the theater. <laughs> I'd rather watch it at home. Where I can like yeah, turn I was, it off if I need to. Yeah, I've never watched a scary movie in a theater. But uh-huh. Troy, this one's still Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and. Ray, uh, Nev Campbell. So Nev the o- Campbell are in the new one. So the OG They're cast. still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just I'm not a big scary movie guy. I got enough bad thoughts and dreams yeah. without having being <laughs> yeah. polluted with that stuff in my mind. You know, seriously. Yeah, I just seriously. I don't. I've never seen the appeal of that. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's watch people get murdered. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. And these are like kind of comedy ish horror. But anyway, I watched that. Didn't know. If I was. know what you did last summer. That is one of those as well. Yeah. Or do you know what I did? No, I know what you did last summer, Clip. I was here, probably. Probably (laughs) saw quite a bit of me. All right, Zach, uh, here's one. Uh, 16 games into the season. Mm -hmm. Nine and seven. You want that to be better, but been playing well of late. So I think Ryder said it was close to a quarter of the way done. So the first quarter of the season, how do you feel uh, about the team, where you guys are right now? I feel good for the sole purpose of we haven't been playing our best baseball, and we're still we still have a winning record. Um, just shows us that like we could be really good once we put it all together. Um, you know, like bullpen. I mean, bullpen's been stepping up. Bullpen's been great. Feel good about that. Pitching's been great. Offensive had has had its ups and downs, but we uh, we're starting to figure it out slowly, and we're going to get there. So I'm still feeling re- like I still feel really good, and I think we're. I really feel like we're going to hit a hot streak, and no, I really don't think anybody's going to stop us. Um, you know, we might have a loss here or there, but I really think like we're going to go soon because we're literally like, when I mean we are this close to putting it together, we are right there. So, you know, the team's made some mistakes, had some bumps in the road. As you said, still a 9 and 7 record right now. So you do truly feel the best baseball this team is in front of them. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you saw a glimpse of it. Like, like in the Leclerc Classic, like yeah. you saw how well we played. You saw how well our offense did against Michigan, who had some good arms. You saw, um, you know, even like Indiana State, like we didn't play our best baseball, but we competed and we just, it was like vintage ECU, as Coach Allen kept saying. Um, and then Maryland, like they're still a top 25 team and we beat them. Yeah, they're 21 uh, right now yeah, in the country. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, 6 3 win. And I thought Ryder made a good point earlier, Troy. You know this, being around so long. East Carolina has always thrived as the underdog, yeah. as the hunter instead yeah. of the hunted. Yeah. Right. And this ECU baseball team, look, you guys win as much as you do. You can't be an underdog, but you still have to have that mentality, right? right? And and Ryder said that maybe we need to attack more than getting attacked because everybody's giving you their best shot. Right. right. Yeah. And we need to uh, – we talked about it before. We need to be hungry. We can't uh, – we can't be complacent on like I mean I thought we got a little bit complacent in the second game, oh in the weekend not the second game yesterday the second first game, game we of the doubleheader yeah first game of the doubleheader I thought we got complacent because we played a good game on Friday and we're like all right you know what we just got to go up and show up and we'll win and in reality that's not it we got to stay hungry and uh, be the aggressor like you said well and it's really flipped because preseason this team was ranked so high preseason everybody was gunning for ECU. And now that chip's kind of back on the shoulder. Okay, we've got something to prove now. Right. You know, we can't right. worry about what people think. We just got to go out and do it. Yeah, we got nothing to lose at this point. We just yeah. got to go now. 
all right zach good luck man have a uh, a good road trip what's your uh what's your road plans you got a lot of road games coming up movie music you're asleep right sleep uh, i sleep um no. depending on who i'm sitting with if i'm sitting with skylar i'll probably pull up some videos and we'll watch some funny videos on youtube but uh yeah usually sleep right. um we'll get some good rest yeah yeah i know i'll got i'll have my eye mask on the bus don't worry <laughs> i'd be a sleep guy yeah yeah what about you what would you be I'd probably watch a movie. I was gonna say clips a movie. Yeah. Guy. All right, I, I actually, I'm a uh, I'm a podcast guy. Oh, really? I like uh, comedy podcasts and also like murder, like Dateline. Yeah, I'll listen to those. In the yeah. Car. yeah, so I'd probably do that. I've got a friend that's into these uh, like murder type of. Pod. I'll have to send you the link and see. Yeah, let me know if I because yeah. I might have. You might have already listened to it, but love a good murder zach <laughs> scary movies like and murders mom. that's what he's sound into. like my mom oh, man. as long as white people and husbands keep murdering their wives we'll have dateline forever so <laughs> keep it up seems to be no shortage yeah <laughs> uh, apparently so all right uh zach we'll talk to you next monday all right sounds thanks, good thanks brother thank you. good thank stuff you guys. keep up the good work thank you shirley let's uh open up the booty bag as harold varner attempts a putt here on 17 Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Harold looking great in that purple, by the way. It is popping on our television as he sinks the putt. The hat and the shirt, pure purple with the white pants. He's got some swag He's got the Jordan golf cleats. He's got the jump man in gold. Yeah. I love uh, that hat. It's looking pretty sweet. That shirt. He also has sole possession of sixth place as we stand. And this is huge because he is 48 in the World Golf Rankings going into this. If you're top 50, you get invited to the Masters. Oh, wow. And if he finishes eighth, top 10 here, that's... Oh, that'd be awesome. That's basically... Well, I don't want to say he's in, but... I'd watch the Masters anyway, but that would give me someone to pull for. Absolutely. His first time there, that'd be fantastic. He's got some some swag on the course. No doubt. Very much so. He's the most swag-tastic, I think. I agree. Of all the golfers, a lot like right you now. do on the baseball field. Yeah, you guys Somewhat. are very similar. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got some personality, so. likable characters, both pirates. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of the uh, the Harold Varner of the baseball team. Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. With him. <laughs> I mean it as a compliment. Yeah. All right. Are you guys done? Yeah, we're we're done. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Are you trying you to ruin our bromance? Yeah. Like, I, no, you can we're take not... it off the air. I got <laughs> something to do. Yeah, you can leave. Me and him will have a good time. <laughs> I feel like I'm the third wheel all of a sudden. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away? How about a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's? And what caller are you looking for? I am caller seven. I am caller seven. 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville, who uh, picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. 
Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Really enjoyed talking to the guys inside the Players' Lounge today. We do it every Monday here on Pirate Radio. More on that in just a moment. Uh, let's get our Pirate Radio ECU baseball recap presented by Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau Insurance. Now is the perfect time for a review of your home, auto, and life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent. And that guy is former Pirate Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance. Call him 531-1812. You can call him today, schedule a review, get a free quote. And Troy D. just kind of setting where the table right now with ECU Baseball. They are 9-7 and seven. As Bryson World said, we've won eight of ten, but it doesn't really feel like it. The standard is so high with ECU baseball. They win a series this weekend, and you know we're kind of talking about the loss in the series. But that's yeah. where they are. As Zach said, they're they feel like they're playing better, certainly uh, better than that start of the season with the three losses to Bryant. So where they are right now, sixteen games into the season, nine and seven. This is a tricky week though, because this is the first time they'll play all these road games. They got at ODU Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Charleston, and then next Tuesday at UNCW. Five straight road games. You go three and two in those, even four and one, you're, you're looking really good. Yeah. And I think, you know, what happened with the team going losing that opening weekend clip, I think that just, I think that was such a weird time. You know, you had the Wizen Hunt news come out of nowhere, and, you know, he was probably going to be the starter. It just kind of got the season off on the wrong start. But since then, they've been able to rally and kind of put it together. Um, and, I guess Brian too. At least that weekend, they were much better than they're showing now. You know, because I don't know. They have fallen off a cliff. I, I think they were fired up, and this was—I hate to say it—this was their super. This was their World Series coming to ECU, and uh, you also he, had the game too, Troy, where ECU hits the walk off. Yeah, that just wasn't like, a walk. Whatever could go wrong went wrong, yeah. and that was just a, a hot mess. And you know, but I think the Pirates have, have done good to get it together. And as as Zach said, look, this this team's best baseball is is still in front of them, and. And they've got a lot of games to go. And I think, you know, I hate the news for Carson Wisenhunt. It's unfortunate. But I think being able to put that behind them and not just this uncertainty cloud, yeah. that wasn't good for anybody. And we wish the best for Carson. You know, obviously we're big fans of his. And, um, you know, he's put out his statement on, on Pirate Radio. And if, if, you know, if he ever wants to come on and talk about it or when the time's right, we'll have him on the air. But uh, right now, I think his statement says it all. So there's not a lot else to talk about. But uh, this team's just got to move on without him at we'll this be, point for we'll, this year. We'll be following the Pirates coming up on uh, Tuesday against Old Dominion. We'll talk more Pirate Baseball Wednesday with Scott Rogers Scooter, play by play voice of ECU baseball. Right now, we'll uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Welcome in Double B, uh, Brian Bailey, who joins us on the program. Hello, BB. How are you doing? We're doing great. We got spring football uh, beginning tomorrow. We got all this baseball going on. And, uh, Bailey, we got a coaching search uh, that we're going to be following as well as Joe Dooley uh, let go from the East Carolina basketball program. He joined us here earlier in the show. I know you have a uh, long-going relationship with Joe Dooley, and uh, you've seen him leave East Carolina twice now as the head basketball coach. Yeah, and both times, in, in some ways, they were similar because you really thought, in some ways, you know, the program was on the right track, but you could also look at, you know, some of the, the wins and losses, and, and you kind of you kind of juggle it both ways. I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm one of those that never wants to see a, a coach uh, lose their job. In some instances, there have been some cases where I thought maybe it was a good idea. You know, Coach Mo comes to mind. John Thompson comes to mind. 
But, you know, for the most part, it's just one of those things. You know them, you know the families. and uh, But but the, the thing about Joe is, and talking to him, and I know I heard some of the interviews you guys had with him, he's going to be fine. He, he, he's going to land on his feet for sure. And, you know, he's got a lot of uh, basketball left in him because that's what he likes to do. And he's, he's got some real value for some. And I wish him the very, very best because he was always good to me doing the coaching shows. And I really enjoyed working with him. Bailey, you know, we've both been around here a long time, and I've said this with any of the, you know, major sports, uh, football, basketball, even baseball, one of the easier things to do is to let a coach go. The the harder thing in my book is finding the guy to replace him and to make sure it's the right guy because that's kind of what you're judged on. You're letting a guy go. You want the next guy to do better, or otherwise it looks like a failure. Who who are you hearing? Who is going to be here that's going to be, you know, hopefully – better or have a better record or take East Carolina further than what Joe Dooley was doing? Uh, who do you think the candidates are? And how quickly do you think this decision is going to be made? I'm hearing there's a Board of Trustees meeting set up for Wednesday, potentially. Yeah, and, and from all indications, that's when we're going to get the official word. <coughs> um, as far as speculation goes, I just think you have to follow the trail with uh, John Gilbert. I think it leads to Rick Barnes at Tennessee and to his assistance on that staff. And I think that, that what we're going to, what we're doing right now is kind of whittling through, you know, those guys to see who would be interested, who would have the resume. And so, you know, I haven't gotten it down to, to I've gotten close to what I think it's going to be, but I don't have enough information because I don't want to put something out there and it's not, it's not right. And it's, it's not the guy. And all of a sudden the guy's getting called and everything like that. But I do think that, that it's getting close. And you think an announcement could come as early as Wednesday? I think so. I think hmm. that's what I think that's what the board of trustees meeting is about. And I think if everything goes through with negotiations and that kind of thing, then that's, I think that's what we're going to see because that just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. And the one thing I was told this weekend and doing some some work behind the scenes is that it was going to move very quickly, and this would move very quickly, which I think is the best thing that can happen uh, for East Carolina. They need to move quickly. Well, definitely, uh, Troy. We've seen the the coaching searches where you don't have a plan, and how those transpire. And and you talk about Scotty Montgomery, right? You fire a coach and and have no plan and no candidates really in mind. Uh, and we'll see what happens replacing Joe Dooley. But at least you you win the first part of that battle, firing a coach and having a plan, uh, because we've seen it go the other way yeah. before here at East Carolina. And I think when you look at, at John's track record. And you look at, at some of the issues he had with Joe, you know, I think John wants to have somebody in that position that he's comfortable with. And I think that he's known that he's worked with before. And that's why I think, you know, all all signals that I've seen are, go right to Knoxville. But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. What do you think the ultimate factor was with uh, deciding to let Joe go? You know, and this, maybe it wasn't one thing. It was a combination of things from your perspective, Bailey. Well, I mean, it just sounds like the two really didn't get along all that well. They disagreed on some things. I go back to some of the things that Joe was promised, you know, and to take the job, and he didn't get. But I think some of that, as I said on, on the radio earlier today, some of that had to deal with COVID. I mean, once we got into COVID-19 and everything got shut down, I think all bets were off, and I think that, that he didn't think it should have been, but I can see – yeah, you know, I can see both sides there. How do you how do you do some of the things you wanted to do if you don't have any money to do it? And and obviously, when when everybody in college athletics went through that 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 awful season when there was no no games, nothing going on, I and mean, it was it was all shut down, and 
you know, no fans in the stands. I mean, it was a real, you know, really a different time, a different thing we've never seen before. And and I don't know how much that had to had to play. Maybe there was no COVID nineteen, and and some of the things weren't given to Joe that he was promising. He's got more of a case. But I just look at you know why he was. I think he was upset and bitter about some of those things. And I think that that once you get and I, I kind of related to marriage. Once you get mad at your partner and every little thing that happens, you know, it's magnified. And you know, and I admit I've been through a divorce, and that, that's how it is. And I think you learn from it too. So. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. BB, while well, we got you here, uh, you got your teams uh, ready to go. Who, who are your teams to watch in this bracket? Who you like? I'm, I'm holding my bracket until I turn it in. I'm not. Oh my God, Troy D joining us here on the Pirate guys. Radio Live Line. Jeez. <laughs> Gee, yeah, we're all waiting with a pen and paper to write down your picks, Bailey. Actually, what I do is go opposite of you. Oh. Well, you should. Because <laughs> it's usually the sports guys that do the worst in these brackets, if memory serves me correctly, that all the guys that do it for a living don't do so great in this thing. Man, I never do. And it's people like Bella that end up winning it. I'm going to lie to you. One year, every once in a while, it's kind of like a cycle. Every once in a while, I'll have a really good year with the brackets, and then every once in a while, I'll just I'll be down at the bottom. But I, I don't expect anything. Because it's so it's so it's such an odd tournament. You want to pick some upsets, but as soon as you pick one upset and that doesn't happen, that another upset happens, then you're you know you're behind the eight ball. So. Bailey, uh, we were talking about this with Troy two weeks ago. Duke lost in Coach K's farewell uh, to Cameron. Then uh, no, well they'll win no. the uh, they'll win the ACC championship, no. right? No. Oh, okay. Uh, they lost that one. So who did they lose to this weekend? Davidson or Michigan now, State? That's a negative question, right there, isn't it? <laughs> that is a really negative, right there, the way you phrased that. Think, well, who gives a damn? It's Duke. Why are you so defensive about Duke? Why, why you're assuming they're going to lose? Well, I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to have a bounce back and win. No. <laughs> Tar Heel Troy, what are you thinking? <laughs> no, he's Duke uh, Dreyfus now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man. I don't know where you've been. This shade yeah. of blue changed. Yeah, these t- <laughs> times. <laughs> he loves some Coach K. Yeah, I'm a big Coach K fan. He loves the Pirate Nation. We all know that. Oh yeah. Remember that that exclusive interview. <laughs> that's right, Bailey. Oh, the hey. t- you time they hung out, Bailey. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Thank you for remembering. I appreciate that, B. I do. I remember. Disgusting. Yeah. Were you there? No, you. I don't even think you were there that day. I don't think I was. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. I was. That real. So it's that real job. Yeah. As time goes on, it almost has become like a date with Coach K. <laughs> I know. Are you hearing anything about him being the man? He loves he East Carolina. Available. He loves the East. He's close to Emerald Isle. He's he, only ninety minutes from here. And you know what? Much like much like Tom Brady, who hangs it up, he may say, "You know what? I still have something to offer. I'm not done yet." I can only take my wife and kids so much. I really I, like Troy Dreyfus. <laughs> I want to be in his media market. I mean, what? Indicate that if he can work out an NIL deal with Pirate Radio, he'll be the man. Pirate Radio coach Mike Shashevsky. That'd be awesome. I'd love to. I mean, he's in. He's in our vicinity. He lo- he's going to be spending a lot of time at the beach down here. Yeah. Seems like a fun guy to hang out with. Mike I, think Shashevsky. It, I think so. I know you do. I don't understand why. Hunt him down. You watch. Yeah. George's gonna have a have a selfie with him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh none of you guys are coming off your bracket, so I guess we'll end this conversation. Y'all, well, I mean, y'all just, are last minute jokes. Mine's not because I don't want to tell you like Bailey. Mine's because I've been too busy even filling out right now. Uh yeah, uh, Bailey. Uh, Troy's got a life. Why don't you yeah, find one? I got Bailey? stuff to do. 
exactly he does it. Yeah. I think I really think maybe this is the year Mark Few wins it at Gonzaga. Mm. He's got a win. I thought so last year. Yeah, I thought last year was the year, but it was the Baylor Bears. All right, BB. Uh, he breaks down the bracket with Cy Seymour coming up at six o'clock on the Brian Bailey Show. You can check that out. Bailey, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Anytime, man. All right, XB. There he is. Brian Bailey joining us today on the program. Do we have to take a break? Yes. As we do. I don't know. And if you haven't, I've been busy, so I hadn't been able to tune in the whole show. Uh, if you haven't, on the other side of this timeout, big NIL announcement coming up. I saved it just for you. Did you? I did. Oh, thank you, Clip. Yep. So when we return, we've done it again. Remember I said uh, enjoyed the guys on the Players Lounge yes. on Monday. And I noticed every you Monday. It. Yeah. More on that in a moment. We'll have more on that in a moment. Yes, don't go anywhere. We've done it again. Another Pirate Radio NIL deal with a player coming up right after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And as we head back in to the show, a quick Harold Varner uh, update for the Players' Championship. He just finished his round. He finished the day at 2-under, so he still remains at 8-under overall and uh, still sitting at sole possession of sixth place. So, barring anything... Uh, it looks like he will have a top 10 finish. Awesome. That's uh, great news for his master's chances uh, to be in that field. All right. Uh, Troy D. alongside Clip Brock here. Coming up next Monday, we will talk to our ECU baseball players inside the Players' Lounge. C.J. Mayhew, Bryson Worrell, Ryder Giles, and Zach Agnos. And we'll have one more player in here next Monday, Troy D. Yeah, we uh, with spring ball starting for ECU football, we're going to bring back Holton Ehlers, starting quarterback, and going into his final season here at East Carolina. So he's uh, going to join us every Monday during uh, spring ball to give us an update from a player's perspective of what's going on with ECU football. So we'll talk to him all the way through the spring game and then a wrap-up after the spring game clip. So we look forward to welcoming, once again, Holton Ehlers, a part of the Pirate Radio NIL Players Lounge. And uh, look forward to that. And I think Holton's such a great kid and uh, young man and not really a kid anymore, but just an outstanding representative of East Carolina University and uh, looking forward to his se- senior season or final year I should say I think he's been a senior a while but yeah he's fourth senior year yeah I think he's officially graduated so uh, but his final year here at East Carolina so we'll get uh, inside perspective with Holt Naylor's all spring 
some of our biggest questions this spring are you know what do the wide receivers look like yeah. and also the o-line and holton will be able to answer some of those questions for us starting next monday yeah we also have a uh a presser with uh coach houston tomorrow so we'll have that up uh tomorrow night and it'll kind of kick off spring ball so be looking for that we'll have a lot of uh mike houston audio wednesday on prl2 clip for you but uh, we'll put all that on our social media pages coming up uh tuesday evening looking forward to the opportunity to hearing from coach houston coming up on uh on tuesday violence violence shirley violence that was well done. Wow. Shirley, uh, that was a perfect. Get our last break bro. in, Shirley, and we'll come back. We'll wrap it up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow only uh, went up a point today and closed at 32,945. NASDAQ was down 262 at 12,581, and the S&P also was down 31 points at 4,173. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right, fun show today, Troy D. Enjoyed it? Yeah, great segment with Coach Joe Dooley. If you missed it, we opened the show. Man, the feedback I'm getting from that is tremendous. If you tuned in later, you missed it. We'll have it archived immediately on Facebook Live, Pirate Radio's Facebook page, and also our YouTube page. We'll also be serving it up on a replay if you're listening to our live edition. Of course, this replays every uh, morning on all radio stations of Pirate Radio, all four stations from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can hear it there. And, of course, we'll have it archived online, too. Good stuff. We'll see you back here at 3 o'clock Tuesday for another edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew here, Clip Proc. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.